Hello, and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I am joined by three friends, and we're going to start with a fellow podcaster and co-host of the podcast Real Love, Sam Schultz. Hello. That's me. I was going to guess it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, And sitting to your... Left? left, yeah, <laughs> your left, my right is a professional nerd, and pro- I can't talk. It's professional nerd, n- <clears throat> professional nerd, yeah. Professional. Nick downed a pint of whiskey. Oh my god! (laughs) No, Sam got me a burrito, and I'm in kind of we're both burrito. uh, I'm kind of in a food coma right now because I didn't actually have lunch today. Yeah, me either. Uh, So. I'm going to try this again. Sitting to your left, my right, is professional nerd and part-time human, Sari Riley. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? I'm okay. I feel kind of human. Kind uh, of human. Enough okay. to do a podcast. But only kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. And then finally, to my right and everybody else's left is... This you is out pa- there. This is, <laughs> to your left. This is painting a, a vivid picture. Yeah. Is a Renaissance Man and my bitter rival... Matthew Gatos. Hello, Matt. Hello. Matthew. 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 I don't know how, this, <laughs> I don't know how the rivalry is going to end, but uh, apparently Matt will get more of the cheers. Today, we are going to be talking about a movie with Michael B. Jordan in it, because Michael B. Jordan is in headlines right now playing what is apparently, because I'm the only one in this room who hasn't seen Black Panther, possibly the best Marvel villain or one of the two or three best Marvel villains. I'd say he lives up there with Loki. I think if you saw Spider-Man, yeah, then you would think that Vulture was up there too. Maybe, yeah, like in terms of like in terms of his plan actually making sense and being something that a real person would conceivably do. Yeah, let's say. Can I ask? I don't want too big of spoilers here, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen Spider-Man: Homecoming. But is his plot to make a device? destroy the world no no cool then i'm no, no. on board because that is almost every other superhero yeah. movies villain mm-hmm. is hey i'm gonna either find this machine or make a machine and it's gonna destroy the world with a portal or with a weird earth building no. machine well, this thing is way funner than that i feel like marvel actually is even kind of weirder in that it's somebody who has the same technology as the hero yeah but then just goes crazy for no reason mm-hmm. that's kind like, of how black, fair, that's black is panther is a little bit yeah. but, Except, but he has genuine motivation yes no. but he's yes. not just crazy he has motivations that yes. to a certain level feel justified and then he goes over the edge and you're like, yeah. oh, not on your side anymore. Yeah. 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 And um, that's uh, one of the things that it, it's been a while since I've seen Homecoming, but I want to say the vulture doesn't fall into that trap. Okay. Because even at the end of the, even at the end of Spider-Man, you're still kind of like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a, and there's like a twist that recontextualizes yeah. him. a few different ones. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I, I think it's a very these, clever movie. Yeah. I, I like that we start off talking about very good stuff. Yeah. Good Marvel movies, yes. Um, <laughs> and I want to be clear, I haven't seen Black Panther because I got sick this week and I didn't feel like going to a theater like every night of the week. I was like, I just don't feel like going. So I'm going to go this weekend um, and I'll help give it another boost this with my $8 mm-hmm. this weekend to hopefully <laughs> remain on top. Everything I've heard from all of my friends and media is that it's very good. Mm-hmm. At the very least, like the, the worst review I've heard of it was, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst I, review. Yeah, I saw like 
somebody reviewing it and it was like what like a b minus or something was like the worst grade they like yeah. they it was a, a pretty strongly negative review like they didn't really enjoy it but they still gave it a b minus i felt that way about uh, i don't know if you guys watch chris stuckman but chris stuckman uh is a movie reviewer on youtube i i watch a lot of it and i like it because he's gen generally very polite about his reviews and uh and even then, he was like saying, well, I didn't like this and didn't like this. But still, this is a B plus. Like, this is a, a good movie that just didn't connect with me the way I think it's going to connect with everybody else. And I was like, good for you. That's yeah. a good, strong review. And also able to acknowledge <clears throat> that it will connect with most other people. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. a... It's good that he acknowledges that. Yeah, absolutely. No, today we're not talking about any, about anything good. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the 2015 reboot that needs to be rebooted. Fantastic Four, uh, or need is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. But it's, uh, we'll talk about that, I guess. Or Sam, what is it also known as? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because of the typography thing that they did. Um, yeah, 2015. It has Michael B. Jordan as a Human Torch, and uh, we definitely need to talk about this because I think we might actually have some physical altercations <laughs> in this podcast. Whoa. I think Sari is going to whip the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, uh, okay. I mean, I feel like all three of us. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Pretty strongly negative against this. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. All right. Uh, but before what? we do that, we need to... Why specifically you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't just... even know. <laughs> I... so... We talked very It'll shortly about... it be a surprise to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's just going to be like, oh my God, I've got to kill him. He's gonna my reveal... eyes are going to glaze over. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to reveal that you were in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sari's superhero origin story. Uh, yeah, you yeah. directed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you forgot. I was Doom, actually, like underneath all that metal. Yeah. <laughs> like, you mo-capped as the guy who played Doom. Yeah. They put that guy on you, and then you mo-capped him mo-capping Doom. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was, it's a, it was a, a lot, lot of layers. It was a Literally lot of a lot work. of layers. You got yeah. Doomceptioned. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, we need to have a 60-second plot dump of this movie, and to do that, it is going to be Sari. Okay, ready. Okay, are you ready? So in 60 seconds, please tell us the entire plot of Fantforstick in three, two, one. Uh, So it starts out with Baby Reed, uh, who's this nerdy kid. He's trying to build this fancy machine, and he has this one friend that he meets who owns a junkyard named Ben. They, like, do an experiment in a garage. It transports matter from somewhere else. Uh, Then they enter, fast forward, they enter this machine into a science fair for some reason. He gets scoped by... Uh, the owner of the Baxter Institute. Uh, Franklin Storm. Uh, yes, Franklin Storm, uh, who has uh, a son and an adopted daughter. And he gets recruited to build this machine on a huge scale. They do, uh, and it transports to another dimension. Then he, uh, Johnny Storm, Susan Storm, and Ben, uh, uh, no, Doom, someone named Doom, go to another dimension. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. come back. uh get their powers fast forward a year uh they are trained in their powers somehow mm-hmm. and then save the alternate dimension and the world question mark <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like that like your pitch at the end almost yeah. matched the bb8 alarm yeah. 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 like no yes bb8 hated this movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good uh i like some it. guy named doom because that's pretty much what it was i'm gonna say something that is probably going to be very controversial this movie's fine. Okay. <laughs> Get him. I don't I don't I don't think it's a great movie. I don't even think it's necessarily a good movie. 
but I didn't hate it. Didn't I, you think it was boring? No, oh, but okay. I think that has more to do with me and less to do with the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having this thought recently that I... Why are you here, dog? Um, <laughs> you brought her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she just wandered into the <laughs> my studio. My dog wandered in and just wandered up to my leg. I think I must have said something that sounded, a, like, her sounded name. like her name or something. Um, I've been thinking lately about how I'm, I'm getting frustrated with a lot of blockbuster movies because they feel very impatient. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's, it has to do largely, I'm sure, with the media I was raised on, um, which when I look at is very patient, whether it's early Cameron work or whatever it does, it slow builds. And I don't know, I've been kind of lacking that. And so even though some people will probably say that this movie was boring, I didn't mind it. I sort of I liked spending time with Kate Mara's character, uh, who's Sue Storm. I liked spending time with Michael B. Jordan's character. I like spending time um, in the in in the environment, in the atmosphere. Like I, I, I kind of enjoyed that. I am going to agree with a lot of the things that everybody says about this movie. But at the same time, when it was over, I was kind of I actually had the moment where I was like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing these actors in these roles again in a better movie. Like, I, I don't know. It was just a thing. And I, I there's a couple moments in the movie, and Matt and I are going to argue about this, I think, because he wants to. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I believe differently okay, well, that's, than you. That's a very good point. Because yes. he has to. There are a couple moments in the movie that I think are genuinely good moments that are, are well shot, well conceived, and well executed that... It was fine with me to sit through sort of just, you know, a bunch of them building a machine that goes nowhere for a long time. And then we get this really cool sequence on Planet X that or Planet Zero or whatever Mm -hmm. it was they called it. Like, I enjoyed that and I enjoyed the build up to it. And I enjoyed it all felt very threatening to me. (laughs) Like the whole time I'm like, this is not going to go well. Mm -hmm. This is not going to go well. And then when it finally does snap and it goes badly, I, I was there for it. So I am and we've all sort of individually except me and Sam, we've all sort of individually talked about our feelings on this movie. So I know that I don't disagree with you guys about it, but there are those moments that sort of, I don't know, hold it up for me. So there's my spiel. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. Sam, I think you have the closest relationship with the Fantastic Four out of all of us. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They're my best friends. You're one yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. You are another I'm being real. I'm the thing. <laughs> you're, you're the fifth Fantastic I'm Four. I'm the ever-loving no. blue-eyed thing. Uh, yeah, I... Why do I know so much about the Fantastic Four? I... Oh, they got me back in the comic books. I when, could be wrong. Sari, do you... Are you a Fantastic Four reader? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I All know right. nothing about them. Okay. I'm a total rube, and <laughs> I walked into a comic book store when I was a freshman in college or something like that, sometime early college, and I saw a comic book on the wall, and I hadn't bought a floppy comic book maybe in my entire life, and I usually would buy graphic novels and stuff, and it was wrapped in black, and it had the Fantastic Four logo on it in black, and I was like, what's in there? And it was an issue where Johnny Storm dies, Whoa! and it just happened to also be like the middle of the best Fantastic Four run since like the original Jack Kirby Fantastic Four run, Mm -hmm. so then that is why I started reading... Fantastic Four, and then because of what they are in Marvel, they 
interact with the other characters so much yeah. that they're like the jumping off point to get to everything else. So they're they're, they're like, a real connect. They're real connective tissue in the comics. They were the first superheroes in the comic un or in the Marvel universe. Right. So they're like. Well, and like my exposure to them was always tangential of me re- reading X Men. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with X Men. Yeah. And when we got to the onslaught thing after Age of Apocalypse. That was all wrapped up with the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and Reed and Sue's kid. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Franklin. And, yeah. Franklin, Franklin Jr. Yeah. Kind of. Not yeah. really. Because yeah. Franklin would be grandfather. So anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm aware of that. Yeah. Like they're, they're very much all really woven throughout. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Doom is like the the backbone bad guy of Marvel. He's like the big missing piece in the movies, I think. Like the the mainstream Marvel universe. I feel like he is the bad guy. Him and Magneto are like the ones when everybody says, Marvel has bad villains. It's like, those are the two, only two villains that you would need for a superhero universe, basically. And, and they, they don't, don't have, have either them. of them, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I feel like even Thanos is not is like a big bad. But, yeah. like, the name recognition isn't there for Thanos. And he doesn't the... do anything except come back every, like, five years and try <laughs> to get the Infinity Stones. <laughs> yeah. Then they beat him, and then he's gone. But, but Magneto yeah. and Doctor Doom, like, Doctor Doom is is Reed Richards' kid's godfather. He's, like, their best friend, but also their enemy. And he has such a complicated relationship with everybody. Yeah, and I remember, like, I wasn't super into comics as a kid. Like, I would kind of collect them, but not... Like, I collected them because I would like individual stories and mm-hmm. the cover art a lot. Sure. And so I would buy a comic and not read, like, the next one or the previous one. Like, Whoa. I would just buy one, read it, and enjoy it, and not buy the next five. Because I, I cared about that individual one because it looked cool. Right. And so I had lots of individual issues that weren't connected. Right. right. So you'd have, like, Spider-Man hanging out in his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then like, Venom would show up, and he'd be like, "Hey, wait a minute!" And yeah, it'd be so over, like, and that would be the story. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "We're great work, everyone." <laughs> I'm gonna go read an X Men now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like so for me. Some of the ones I had, where I was like, "They are the coolest covers." When mm-hmm. you're eight, were like a giant Doctor Doom face mm-hmm. on the front. He's and got he, a good face. He's a great big metal face. Yeah, he's got a great look overall. Yeah, like, yeah. that is a really and it's funny because like if Marvel Studios ever got the Fantastic Four back, which it looks like they're going to, mm-hmm. um, they could so easily make that work with just be like, yeah, this this guy, this crazy dictator got a hold of an Iron Man suit. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and that's right. all you have they, to do. He could, especially if it's like the first Iron Man suit. Because yeah. like that, that like He's, forged in a cave mask that he made is mm-hmm. not too far off from Doctor Doom's mask. Yeah, or he could have like revamped the yeah. Ultron stuff. Oh from, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like yeah. that would have been Latveria if that wasn't exactly some, that, was that would not that have been owned. Sokovia. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Oh God, could you imagine? Anyway, Doctor Doom, <laughs> Doctor Doom would be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and again, something that Tony Stark created. Uh-huh. This mm-hmm. is this is the theory. This is the the running theme through most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that Tony Stark has created all of the problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I like that. Well, I would say in the comic books, it's almost like Reed creates a lot of the problems. Well, and or... I've heard that theory that um, that really Kevin Feige <clears throat> um, wanted. The, the, this Tony Stark is a, a, a 
what do you conduit? call it? Not a conduit, but like a, a doppelganger for oh yeah for Reed Richards. It's like an amalgamation. Yeah, of thank yeah. you. That's a better like word. Like mixing Tony mm-hmm. Stark and Reed Richards into oh, one and character. Oh, Hank yeah. Pym because he Hank Pym invented Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, right. yeah. So um, you have this much deeper connection with Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Please tell us what was it like watching this movie. Well, I think the thing about the Fantastic Four is that in the comic books, they are purely undistilled, wacky comic book fun. And they're also like this really tight knit family who fight with each other. And like Reed and Sue have like this weird love triangle with the Submariner. And they like what? go to the moon. Well, <laughs> with yes. Namor? Yes. Oh Sue's my love, God. Sue's in love with Namor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got so mad after I saw this that I read the first 20 issues of the original run. <laughs> <laughs> you got really mad. I got really mad. So they just like, they're always doing something. They're always running around, goofing around. Reed's always inventing something crazy that's going wrong. And they're just like fun. And these mm-hmm. guys were not fun at all. And they barely talked to each other at all. And they're just locked in a cage the whole movie is what I felt like. Because the, the Fantastic Four in the comic books are famous. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really weird and interesting. Like they don't even try to hide their identity. And well, they again, try- Tony Stark. Yeah, it's very much. Yeah. And they don't try to hide the fact that like Reed wants to make a bunch of money with his uh, experiments. He talks about that, or like he quits the Fantastic Four to work for GE for a while because <laughs> he's just like a turd. So, <laughs> like Tony Stark. Yeah, like Tony Stark. So I guess it was just so gray and so boring and so stationary the whole time. And it splits them up for so much of the movie, which is like, doesn't feel right to me at all. Uh, like reading the thing or Human Torch and the Thing don't have a fight, which they do in every issue. It's just like, I don't know. It just didn't feel good. Okay. It didn't feel right. Didn't and feel Dr. Good Doom or right. didn't feel right at all. Mm-mm. But I don't know how you make a movie out of these things, which is my problem, I guess. Like it's so comic booky that I don't know how you take a step back and make a Fantastic Four movie out of that. Well, I think we can talk about that. I I think there's a, I think, I think you can, and I think Marvel has done some stuff like that. I mean, if you look at Guardians. Maybe at this point, yeah. 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 Um, Sari, what was it like watching fan stick? It was interesting. Uh, I, growing up, I read comics, but I didn't read superhero comics. So I read like all of the Donald Duck, Uncle Scrooge stuff Mm -hmm. and Calvin and Hobbes. I would would argue that those are not dissimilar from Fantastic Four, the Uncle Scrooge stuff. Yeah, so they like go on They go to like different countries and do wacky stuff and like meet wacky people. Mm -hmm. And that's every issue of Fantastic Four. That seems very fun. It's very charming. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't have, and I think that was what was most disappointing about it. So going into it, not knowing anything about the Fantastic Four besides, I think I saw the Silver Surfer movie on TV at some point and sure. half tuned it out. So I knew kind of who everyone's powers or what everyone's powers were. I didn't get a sense of who they were hmm. over this movie. Me personally, I felt like you got the fact that Reed was smart, but there were like glimpses of character when they would almost do something like when Johnny had his car race. Uh, I feel like he kind of like that was a personality building moment or when the thing like called out and hated what he looked like and didn't understand who he was with these powers. That was a character building moment. But beyond those instances, I just didn't care about anyone and I didn't care about their relationships to each other. So when it got through 
to the climactic battle scene or when you were supposed to care that the world was in danger. I just didn't because climactic in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was just because it it's really like a field that's in danger somewhere yeah, where was, there's no. And city it comes out of nowhere seen. with 10 <clears throat> minutes left in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was like my experience. I was like, is this the final battle or is this just a battle? And then it turned out to be the final battle because then 10 minutes later the credits rolled. I was yeah. like, well, yeah. that was that. Guess uh, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Guess we're done I paused now. it after they finished building the machine and it had, it was 50 minutes done and it had like half, like 40 minutes left. And I would have guessed that the movie was maybe like 20 minutes in <laughs> and had way more stuff to do. But it didn't. Yeah. yeah. So they finished it, the machine and they're like, well, I guess I guess now what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should use it? Uh, <laughs> and then, like, flash forward a year through the interesting part, which is when they were actually discovering <laughs> yes. the power. Yeah. The training montage. We, we, training we montage. definitely have to talk about that yeah, in I more depth. So <laughs> That'll be the first thing we talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just underwhelmed by it all, I think. I expected more out of it. And by the end of watching it, I was like, I don't. I didn't feel anything for any of these people, so, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Matthew. Uh, very similar um, <laughs> to what both Sam and Sari said of, like, I didn't feel like much happened, and when it did, it was just kind of there, and then it was over. And the characters, <laughs> I, yeah, did not care at all about. Uh, I thought they were all pretty bland. They all had moments of charm and then moments of character building, like you said, but it's quickly forgotten Mm -hmm. or doesn't have any payoff. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get brought up any any other time. Like there's so many moments in this movie that I'm going to allude to again later on of like where they set something up or there's a little (laughs) look at somebody or there's a little bit of flirtation or there's a little bit of a smile that you're like, oh, later on, this is going to happen. Like because we all watch movies and we know this stuff. And none of those threads continue through the movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's not any part where they follow it up, and you're like, "So why'd you do that in the first place? Like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that, yeah, but you chose to, as if you were hinting at something." Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's a problem of this being a shorter cut than the director wanted it to be, and maybe lots of those things had fun payoffs, but. The fact that the well, cut we that can we get, only judge it based on what we saw. Exactly, right? and like, that's why the, the fact that the cut of this movie that we get to see is lacking in so much character. Yeah, is really surprising to me, and yeah. I think like I didn't necessarily expect like the fun lighter side of the earlier two thousands late nineties. Uh, Fantastic Four movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it's funny because you say the fun lighter side, and I'm looking at those and going, "You mean the horrible, awful, painful, badly made <clears throat> movies?" Yeah, no, they're like, not good, but they're light. And I think this was just are? morose. People like those movies. No, he no, said light. light. Oh, light. Not oh, light. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, they uh, liked him enough to make a sequel. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, did, I think at the time, they kind of fit in with the superhero landscape. and they But didn't everybody kill. acknowledged they were not good. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think Galactus, the way that they handled Galactus oh, in the second fuck one, that. was one of the things that, like, <laughs> I think that maybe scared. No, it didn't scare studios necessarily, but I think it broadcast that people were not afraid of, like, goofy things happening. Because everybody's like, just make it a big dude. Yeah. I would love to see a big dude. Yeah. Not so a for those of you cloud. that don't know what's happening here. So at the end of the rise of the Silver Surfer movie, which came out, I think, 2007, um, the Silver Surfer is always tied to uh, Galactus, who is an ancient planet eating entity. Is he a celestial? Um, I don't think so. He's an elder. Oh, OK. And so. <laughs> 
But anyway, uh, and he's just a giant dude with a big yeah. funky looking helmet uh-huh. and he shows up and he eats planets <laughs> like he just eats them. Well, he puts them in a machine. Well, yeah, that's true. But then in Rise of the Silver Surfer, they just made and they did this in Green Lantern mm-hmm. as well. With they parallax. took Yeah, with Parallax. Yeah. Instead of making it a Green Lantern, a person mm-hmm. who had powers, they just made him into a cloud. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Big old scary cloud. Big old scary cloud. <laughs> That's definitely one of the worst boss fights in any movie. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in any video game well, too. No, the locust and the mummy are pretty cool. And when he turns into a big sandstorm, not the locusts, the scarabs. The scarabs. And when the mummy's a big sandstorm, that's pretty cool, too. I think everybody just thought that was cool, and maybe they went off that. Well, and that yeah. was an easy thing to accomplish with CGI. Yeah, that's Is true. a cloud. Yeah, so. there's a lot of movies that I feel like do bosses or big bads in a, hey, CGI is good at making this thing right now. Yep. <laughs> like, there's so many movies in the like late 80s and 90s where like ooze or goo is the bad guy <laughs> well, because yeah. they're like we can yeah. kind of make blobs <laughs> and like we can't make realistic looking things so purple goo so is Ivan ooze it is yeah well, Ivan ooze is... Ghostbusters 2 like there's a uh, there's a great making of feature about Terminator 2 uh, there's talks, another one. Yeah. Well, but see, this is the thing that developed the technology. The there was they were ready to do all of the T1000 with puppetry. Mm. Like if the CG did not work, mm. they were prepared. Mm. And a lot of it is puppetry and makeup in that movie. Uh, there are just a couple shots that there's no other way to get. Mm-hmm. So it was a character who was written and designed before they even had the technology. So, but then you have this problem where studios see that and that's the only thing they can see they -hmm. can't see beyond it until they see jurassic park was oh well then now it can be you know we can make a dragon we can make this we can do this um and so yeah after terminator 2 everything became ooze because that's what they saw they saw that oh that was cg that worked and i think that maybe like getting back to fantastic four a little bit i feel like no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like let's talk about terminator this uh this kind of bubble that we're in right now of superhero movies, there's a lot of big cities being broken. Yep. Yeah. Whether it's buildings falling, whether it's lifting cities up into the air, whether it's giant holes, it's sucking things up. Like like, it's lots of just like particles of worlds. Like Mm -hmm. this building just breaks down. This one falls over. Transformers movies. Well, yeah, like Transformers 3 had this. Avengers Age of Ultron had this. Doctor Strange does lots of weird stuff with that. Yeah, and I think it's like that technology has gotten really good. Like Mm -hmm. Batman Superman and Man of Steel both do this with Metropolis where it's just like we can destroy cities really easily. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's become such a go-to thing because it is a really powerful image of like destroying a large city, but we've seen it so many times now and we know that city's never gonna stay destroyed. Yeah. So... But what if you didn't have that happen in the first two movies? So then when Metropolis is destroyed, you go, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That but would be you nice. haven't had a chance to even <laughs> fall in love with Metropolis uh, in any way. No. Mm-hmm. They're just, we're gonna wreck it. And we're like, well, I don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a city. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of different directions you can go with that. So oh, now we've got Rampage and Skyscraper, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just keeping r- it going. At least Rampage is literally just about smashing a building. Yeah, yeah. but so. it's smashing up Chicago again. That's what gets destroyed in Transformers 3. 
Yeah. <laughs> they already yeah. had oh, the graphics yeah. for Chicago. Oh, specifically. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, Michael Bay, <laughs> just send us over your hard drive. Yeah. We're going to put a monkey in Here's it. Thumb drive. Here's my thumb drive. It has yeah. Chicago on it. They're, they're all labeled. There's Chicago. This is <laughs> Hong Kong. Yeah. There's, they just paste yeah. that monkey over Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, flying wolf, roll out. You're like, sure. That was a very good Peter Cullen. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It didn't register as you for a second yeah. to my brain. I'm not going to say I have practiced my Optimus Prime impression, <laughs> but I previously had a podcast where I did it too much. Oh, okay. So it, it became a thing where I went to do like the movie trailer guy voice, yeah. mm-hmm. and it just sounded like Optimus Prime, and I was like, I can do an Optimus Prime impression. Yeah. Um, uh, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> okay, so look, this movie had a budget of $120 million. Uh, that's a lot. For a movie where they're in the same place, the whole movie. That's the thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, as even the stuff that I will defend about this movie, it you're right. It is completely caged in. Like they're just in a lab, mm-hmm. and in a they're in a, they're, they're in, in a, a lab, and then another lab. They're in a lab. They're in a completely CGI environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then which feels like a cupboard. It doesn't feel like an mm-hmm. expansive place. Yeah, and yeah. especially in that final sequence yeah it, it does like, not it, here's it, your circle yeah, yeah exactly. it's like there was an arena in this other dimension that was yeah. waiting for them to show up and fight in yeah. which like uh thor ragnarok has some not great compositing mm-hmm. um but i didn't care it was uh, because it was an arena it could be this circle and it could it's it's fine it's yeah and the point of that movie was not to wow you mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. computer graphics it was to set the stage for this really fun story. Mm-hmm. And they did that. This felt like it was supposed to be wowing us with like this extra dimensional world that we're going to. And yeah. it really did. It just felt very flat. And and I think that's also having to do with because there were I think it was having to do with the reshoots because some of it did look good. Mm-hmm. And then some of it looked really bad. Yeah. Looked, like, like when they first get there, it looks fine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think they also they changed it from the original trailer as well. Yes. Well, there's a lot of things in the original trailer for this movie that aren't in the final version of the movie. Yeah. But like in the original trailer, there is no green ooze on that planet. It all just looks like lava. Mm-hmm. Oh. And huh. like, it looks like a, a lava planet essentially is where huh. it looks like they are. And so at some point I noticed when the trailers were coming out of like, Oh, there was a bunch of red explosions and now it's all green explosions. Oh. And it's a weird small change. But like to make it more doomy, I guess. I think I'm they were trying that's... to like imply because he's the one who goes and touches the ooze mm-hmm. that uh, it was maybe more connected to Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. But it is that thing of like, if you look at the trailer shots of this world, it has a little bit of a different vibe from what the it looks ended up looking like in the final movie, and that is tied into what I feel about this movie is there's so many like decisions that were made that didn't feel fully thought out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or like they thought like, oh, you know what? Let's not make this a lava planet. Let's make it something more alien and other dimensionally like yeah. like green. Done. Yeah. Hue saturation. <laughs> yeah, <green>. exactly. <laughs> well I've done that before a number of times. <laughs> this this actually leads me into the discussion of that missing year. Uh, yes. Like this seems well, like. Can a, we like lay that out for anyone who go for it? Lay it out. Uh, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna editorialize a little bit here. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie, like Sam was saying, the first chunk is like building this 
uh, teleporter thing that Reed built as a kid. So they're building it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're building it. And then they drunkenly decide one night, like, let's go to the other dimension. Let me call my friend from grade school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either of us went to college, but. (laughs) Yeah. They, so they drunkenly decide to teleport themselves to the other dimension. The, the, everything gets screwed up. Victor Von Doom, he dies, whatever. They come back. But when they come back is when they become the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And there's They wake up. One of them's on fire. One of them's crushed by rocks. Yeah. One of them's legs are all crazy. And one of them's turning out. invisible, and she can't control it. Yeah. And so, like, this is the moment when they become the Fantastic Four. They have their powers, and we're gonna get into the moment to see how they deal with life as these people, yes. and how every other superhero origin story. The most interesting part to me is always, hey, how do they get their powers, and then what do they do with them, and how they learn how to use them. Yeah. But this movie decides. Nah, 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 that's not important. They, You see them? They all have their powers? Cool. One year later. Yeah, they all pass uh, out. They're all working for the government. Yeah. Done. Well, wait, when does Reed get strapped to the table? Well, Reed is strapped to the table right after they come back, and then he runs away. Right. Mm-hmm. So he runs away. They want to use Ben as a military tool, and I'm not really sure what they're doing with Sue and Johnny, but they tell them all that if they stay there and help them out, they will help them out and find a cure. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one thing I just want to say very quickly. There's only one of the maybe two that would want a cure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as far as I can tell, Sue and Johnny are fine. Yeah. They're yeah. just superheroes now. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, yeah, that's fucked up. Like, what happens to yeah. Ben becoming the thing, that is terrible. And that's the whole point of the thing. That's fine that that's Yeah, and yeah. that feels like one of the few moments in the movie that I did care about a character, and yeah. I did, like, like when uh, Reed is crawling through the vents and gets to Ben, and Ben's calling out for his help. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like, this is my childhood friend, and, like, I don't know what's happening to me, but maybe he can help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, he's calling out to him and I'm like, Oh, that's a really touching good moment. And then Reed runs away and they separate them for a year. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. But it's, um, you could make that decision. You could say, okay, we're going to get their powers and then we're going to take something away. We're going to take away that moment that, um, f- you know, the, the montage sequences. And then when we come back, they're going to be fully formed badasses, mm-hmm. but yeah. they don't do that. No. Yeah. yeah. If everything was different, like you come back from that year and the Fantastic Four has like become those famous heroes. <laughs> yeah. And they're like mm-hmm. saving the world on a daily basis. Yeah. And people are just like, woo. Yeah. Green yeah. runs away and he hides in the jungle <laughs> and then he comes back and he like walks into the same room he was in mm-hmm. the year before and the movie picks up like nothing. It could be happened. a week. It could be six months later. It could be five years later. It could be two days later. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like a year has passed because are we to believe that like Johnny and Sue and even Ben to an extent, but he's been busy mm-hmm. killing people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like. 43 confirmed kills. (laughs) But are we to believe that they're dumb enough that, like, they haven't asked a question in a year of, like, hey, so about that cure, any progress? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's implied that they can't get to it without Reed. Like, is it? That's, I mean, that's what they've they've gotten so close, but they. Yeah, because they do end up saying that they need him and then they have to find him and they have to search for him through the computer thing. But also, it's like their efforts aren't being put towards that. It's like, hey, Johnny, like, go fly in the air and shoot some planes down with your fire. Try to do it fast. And I guess that 
could be argued like he's complying with their requests, but it feels like they're just doing, I don't know, you don't see them struggle to like fight against the military powers that are controlling them or like no. any of their feelings toward it. It's all on their dad. Their yeah. dad is sad yeah. about it. Right. But, but even he's that... been there just hanging out this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, like good job, everyone. <laughs> You're like, so you've just been hanging out for a year too? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's a point he goes and lectures Johnny about not doing it. And I'm like, dude, you need to back the fuck up. What? Yeah. You got him into this. Like, yeah. this is your fault. Yes. You, it, he wanted to send a bunch of teenagers into the negative zone in mm-hmm. the first place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was his idea. It was, it was, yeah. So like, it, literally if they had just been like when Timothy Blake Nelson wants to send, uh, uh, wants NASA to, or wants to have NASA astronauts yeah. go in and do it. Like if they would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sure. No problems for fantastic four. <laughs> yeah. All those guys could have just walked away, <laughs> but he's the one like who pushes them. No, my son then... has to go into the hell dimension. <laughs> yeah. My son who you, to we... get your Toyota back. Yeah. You yeah. My need street to go racing into this. son who's the worst street racer of all time. The, like they put him to work. The only thing we've seen him build has blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. can't start a race, and he ends up crashing in the race. Yeah, he just made the cargo real fast. I bet you I could make a cargo real fast too, <laughs> especially if you don't care if it blows. Yeah, up exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like that thing of like, yes, he's winning the race or whatever, and then he's racing, and you see the tachometer going. You're like, your car's gonna blow up. Your car's gonna. You're, yep, and there goes the car. The car blew up. No one's surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was something that translated really poorly from the comics to the movie too. Everyone was just so good at everything. Yes, like they were in that yeah. research facility, and when Johnny yeah. showed up, he was like, you "Know how to weld?" He's like, "Yeah, no big deal. I'm gonna yeah. work on yeah. this quantum mechanic bending machine." <laughs> yeah, he goes from welding to like computers, able... like the next yeah. day. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, uh, yeah, Susan was like, "I'm gonna, I'm on exosuit duty." Like, and then she was looking under a microscope at something, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> so like, she works in pattern recognition yeah, yeah. Like, so what? you're 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 sewing the suits because you're a girl isn't that what's happened yeah, she makes and their costumes in the original comic i think was what they were going well yeah know, you know why still, because she was the girl, she was the girl. <laughs> that's true then reed makes some better ones oh, God. there was a few moments in this that i was just like one they didn't let her go on the trip yeah which like is, they chose to not include they even her. let her go on the trip in the 60s comics so. yeah but like this was, which was actually I think progressive. This was like uh, we don't have a yeah. pod for you. That's like a whole different. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna call yeah. my childhood friend who yeah. I have no real connection with except for he yeah. found me in his yeah. junkyard. What and a, they would have been completely fucked without her. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't call her for help. She happened to see that it was like launching, and she's like, "Oh no, yeah, they didn't these even guys." Tell her that yeah. And so she shows up, and luckily she just happens to be at the computer yeah. when they need her help. Mm-hmm. And she can override the thing and get them back. Otherwise, they just would have died. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she or, is. No, they would have all become dooms. dooms. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch doom. of dooms over a here. A planet of dooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that planet in the comic books is filled with warring tribes of bug people Ooh. who just like roam the universe and like, kill everything wow. they can find. Like John Carter? <laughs> yes, exactly like John. Pretty similar, actually, to <laughs> yeah. John Carter. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there's an interesting story that could have been told with the pieces here. And we'll get into this when we talk about how we can fix it with the idea of these powers being so difficult to control in any way, in any, you know, usable way, like Sue's power. They sure struggle with it a little bit, but generally she's got it under control. Mm -hmm. And then the same with Johnny. Like I was really 
I was invested in the moments where his father sees him just burning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's there and he is just on fire. And I'm like, if that were me, I'd be like, oh, my God, is he just going to burn forever? Is he in pain? Like, I can't. This is well. And they play that up pretty well, because when his father first walks in the room, he is kind of writhing as he wakes up. Yeah. And he kind of freaks out a little bit like, oh, shit, I'm on fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And. That is one of the few moments, like, I wrote down in my notes during this movie of, like, no one is as freaked out about anything as they should be. And so it's, if there is some weird back history of, like, this happening before, Mm -hmm. I would like that to be alluded to. Because everyone (laughs) in this this movie is just like, oh, yeah, her skin's invisible and she can make other things invisible. Uh, he he's just always on fire. Uh, they're just like <laughs> so nonchalant about like it's like as well, if they, they had, had a year fever. To process it, right? Well, no, this was before though. This before, before the year oh, skips. Yeah, it's like when he's like, "Let me see my children." Like oh, he, right. they take him around, and the lady's and just like, "Oh yeah, appearing. so here's your daughter. Yeah. She's invisible. Here's your son. He's on fire." And like she's not concerned. He's not really even that concerned about Sue yeah. that much. And it's like. Yes, I get you guys built a teleporter to another dimension, so that's pretty bonkers anyways. Uh-huh. But the fact that that happened was, like, earth-shattering to you guys. Like, you were, like, insanely excited that you, that was possible. Yeah. And now you've learned that your children have superpowers, and you could not care less. Yeah. I wrote down... Uh, Everyone just has angsty monotone conversations at the same pace and same slightly hushed volume. Why? (laughs) No one is excited or happy or freaked out or Mm -hmm. angry. Like, and when they are, it's not based on anything. Like we talked a little bit earlier about how Johnny and the thing are supposed to like fight a lot in the comics. Mm -hmm. And we don't get any of that in the movie besides one time. One line. Yeah. When Johnny like refers to the thing as like the thing nobody wanted. And it's like, where is that coming from? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that happened, I had a visceral reaction of like, (laughs) Oh, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. 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 Because they didn't see it. No. Well, they, at the beginning when Johnny first shows up, they're like, he doesn't like authority, but then he walks into the lab and, and he's like, I don't like authority. And then Reed's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, can I help you? Yeah. And they just totally dump that he doesn't like authority thing instantly. Yeah. And then he loves being in the military, like having the military guys tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so. he can go fast. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's a moment in the original trailer again that like is not, I don't remember it, at least in the movie. And I don't even know where it would show up in this movie. But there's a moment where Johnny says like, we should use our powers to help people hmm. in the trailer. And I'm just like, Insane, like I don't know where that comes in in this movie mm-hmm. because they never allude to wanting to do that at all until like, the very, very end. But even then, they're like, Cool, we got a sweet lab, yeah, <laughs> like we can keep working on another bigger teleporter, yeah, and yeah. maybe True. all of us can go next time. Yeah. That well, felt like a theme that they wanted to have in it, but dropped somewhere because that was supposed to be Doom's whole motivation was like, This world isn't worth saving, yes. yeah, uh, and. I feel like they had that idea because I think Franklin Storm had some conversation like, yeah, think of all the energy sources we could find on this planet to save the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was the movie was bookended by that sentiment, but it was never in anyone's conversation. And I like, never felt like the world was in danger. Yeah. They never really had any conversations. That's true. <laughs> no, <laughs> Franklin came in and, and, and talked at them right. a lot. There is the, the team, very good pep talk. The team right never before. talks to each other. And the yes. final fight, though. Is like where uh, Reed is like, okay, guys, we are going to work together because he can't fight all of us and this kind of thing. (laughs) And it's one, 
I think my, my thought that I said while watching that part was like, I feel like they're not all in the same room right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah I feel definitely. like he's giving that speech to just a green screen uh-huh. because none of them care about what he's saying. They don't seem pumped up and excited about this fight they're about to go do. Yeah. Even though he's trying to pep them, like pep talk them up. It doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about a couple things here related to that. Um, one of them, I, I want to talk for a second about Doom. I liked this origin of doom. I actually did. I was like, that's creepy. When they brought him back, when he came hobbling out of the dust, I was like, Oh my God, he's alive. Mm -hmm. And then they bring him back and his suits melted to him. And I'm like, this is now not in a comic book accurate way, of course, but I'm like, just as a villain, like this is messed up. Mm -hmm. And then I even like his powers were, this leads into this conversation about, well, we can all beat him together. No, you can't. They overpowered <laughs> that villain in a way that was like, he's just walking down the hall, blowing up blowing heads. Up heads. Mm-hmm. He's got psychic powers, head he, blown up powers. He should yeah. have blown up everyone's head yeah. the moment he sees There's them. There's no yeah. reason that he couldn't have blown up all their heads. Except he maybe seems to not thing. be able to for some reason. He does like the same thing to them, but their heads don't blow up. Just because if their heads blew up, the movie would be over, I guess. <laughs> but, but they don't well, say why. He also yeah. like half blows up Franklin Storm's head. Enough so that he's still recognizable and can still say one line before he dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's like levels of his psychic powers that he chooses to use at very convenient times. Yeah. But yeah, I had the same thought of like, <clears throat> can he just like blow up their heads uh, instantly? And like, yeah, the same thing. Like, maybe not the thing because his head's different. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> Sue's head's <laughs> different. Like, he yeah. probably blow up Sue's head. He probably blow up Sue's head and Reed's head. Reed might have a special little, you know, maybe you try, yeah. He probably blow up his brain. Mm. Oh, but That's still, I'm not really sure how his brain works. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but I mean, in the comics, he can become like paper thin oh, yeah. and stuff. That's so true. like he's, you know, yeah. but it, but I agree with you about the, the doom, the moment, like obviously when he dies early on, you know, he's going to come back well, yeah. because the movie has no plot and no villain <laughs> for most of the movie. And it has no, there's, because even the government isn't really a villain. No, they, yeah. they show it's, up once and like, kind of like. Hey, don't do it. And they do it. And the government never comes back in like, hey, why'd you do that? Uh, well, come with us, I guess. Yeah. Like, we'll fix it. <laughs> Here's a house. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, I get, like, you you have that sense of, like, well, Doom's probably alive and he's yeah. going to show up. Mm-hmm. And that moment of him hobbling out of the thing, like, one, that's another moment where everyone should have been really freaked out because you go to another dimension and there's a human form walking towards you. And they're like, hey, it looks like a person. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird, right? There was like no emotional response Mm-mm, when yeah. everybody should have been going, oh, uh, there's a person here. There's a there's a person. <laughs> well, as soon as they said, we have a alien. heat signature. Yeah, we have a heat signature. Everybody should have been like, we got to back up. Yeah, like, we, run. Were, yeah, this is not what we were expecting. Yeah, and like. In my head, I was like, Doom should kill all those guys and then teleport back and start trying to kill people. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly what happened. But I think, like, yeah, finding him on that planet in his weird cloak was, like, a good introduction. Mm-hmm. And he, his powers were crazy impressive in a way that did not make me think they could beat him ever. Well, no, that's the no. thing. that They were they were so crazy impressive, they broke the movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no way that any of these people could fight him. And that's, that's a problem. It's like, one of the things that you say a lot, which I agree with, is like, this was somebody's first idea. Mm-hmm. And nobody went, well. They're like, how do we make a creepy supervillain? And they're like, okay, take like, and this was, I think this was maybe after, but I was like, take Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. Yeah. Take uh, Siler from Heroes. Like, mm-hmm. take these super creepy guys who are just kind of normal creepy dudes. A little bit of a zombie vibe. Too. Yeah, yeah, and like, just 
and a little bit of maybe like an AI robot kind of vibe because he, yeah. he has like a blank face that like there's no moving mouth yeah. that mm-hmm. looks just like a kind of a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, a little Darth Vader-ish. Ooh, that's giving too much credit, I think. Well, no, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, we had this conversation before that one of the things I found interesting about this version of Doom was much like Darth Vader. I was like, well, how much of Victor yeah. is left in there? Mm-hmm. Because he's been alive for obviously a year. Mm-hmm. Doing what? I don't know. How much of him is it? Did it just did the planet sort of assume his personality or is Victor in there? Like that's my, you know, like did the planet absorb, did the goo absorb his memories and become this thing? Or is there still a Victor to to be victored? I don't know. (laughs) So the movie's not interested in that. No, 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 I'm not saying it is, but I found it interesting. Yeah. And so it was at least something as he was lying on the table. I was like, God, this is creepy. He should have at least built himself a castle in the other world if he could control it oh yeah I kept expecting oh, yeah. them to pan over and there'd be a big castle I'm like oh shit didn't see that <laughs> well yeah like when the when well, the they hinted at it they, they hinted at it because well they, they hinted at it because they said specifically this looks different oh yeah you're right but then nothing came of it it just flatter yeah is it, that what he meant I, I don't so know. maybe he was kind of like getting the world ready for himself I don't know he's taking a sweet time because yeah. he did have giant pillars that were ready to make a giant portal, I guess. Oh, yeah. That he put together in like 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And he could build anything with his mind almost instantly. It seemed yeah. like out of the rocks on the planet, at least. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just a little inconsistent. And I told you guys earlier, I think if the, if these podcasts had episode titles, the episode, this one should be called, Where'd That Cloak Come From? <laughs> <laughs> because he walks out of the, the dust in his traditional Doctor Doom green, green cloak. cloak. Yeah. yeah. But he's on a planet where nothing else exists. No, <laughs> certainly not material. Made and it wiring. out of those rocks. He just thought hard enough. <laughs> yeah. like... he just forced rocks into, into soft cloth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he sewed yeah. it. It was just that thing of just like <laughs> yeah, he he's wearing he a cloak it. for no reason. Uh-huh. Like the elements aren't bothering him. He's not warm or cold. Obviously, his suit melded onto him. He's fine. Yeah, but he needs to wear a cloak to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. He's a prideful man. I guess. <laughs> this <sighs> My problem with him is that they didn't set him up like as anything before he melted. No, he was just He was a jerk for a second, but not He really was kind that of big into of a jerk. Yeah, they sort had that of, yeah. again, they built they they uh, there was one that they specifically hinted at something and then within the same breath ended it. Yeah. And that was the um where he comes in and goes, you're not acting very professional. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, we're done. Really? Okay. And that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the- well, that's the whole like Reed and Sue relationship. Like the first thing you get of them flirting at the library. Uh, feels- I also want to say. It, it, One of them he, is flirting. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> he is flirting with her. Reed is trying to flirt and clearly it's not working. But I was really afraid Kate it was going Mara to. deserves better. I was really afraid it was going to like by the end of the movie, like lead like i like she even kind of like smiles at him as she walks away yeah, mm-hmm. and that. it was just like <laughs> he has done nothing to deserve that smile except like, say we should work together yeah yeah what yeah, are you listening to yeah she's is listening music to your music. thing she's listening to portishead yeah really he was cool. like the worst man in yeah. that moment because one he walks up and bugs her while she's got earbuds in and two he straight up mansplains to her like an 80 year old book. Yeah. Like, I bet you never yeah, heard of 20,000 Leagues of the Sea. The sea. <laughs> it's this book about a guy who gets a submarine. And she's like, yeah. 
Yeah, you idiot. Everyone's accidentally read like the Wikipedia page for yeah. that movie. Everyone's at least heard of it. Yeah. There's and a Disney knows... ride of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not news. I totally forgot. I Like it started to affect me and then it, I, I got lost in the terrible flirting that he was doing and mansplaining. The the universal signal for don't talk to me is earbuds is, in. Headphones. is yep. headphones or earbuds. And something is wrong with someone <laughs> if they break that code. Yeah. Like yeah. if they come in and they try to talk like in a restaurant always or if like a, if I go down to the bagel shop and I have my head, earbuds in, it's a weird person who specifically tries to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And the same is true of Reed in here. Yeah. He's a weird person because yeah. he does not understand that signal that is don't talk to this person. Well, to be fair, she's possibly the second person he's ever talked to in his entire life. <laughs> we only see him talk to Ben previously. Yeah. And she right. is the only person he knows at this school that is like on his level. And uh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Going, going to the library at a college and trying to talk to somebody who is clearly studying. Definitely. Yeah. Also like just pulling books out to read, <laughs> yeah. but also like random tech, like <laughs> I'm going to pull 20,000 links under the sea and a chemistry textbook or something. <laughs> just going to have this stack. No, I went to nerd school and no one's going <laughs> the library with a, like five different textbooks. Also, <laughs> that thing, if it's his favorite book, he should probably own a copy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to go to the library Every to borrow a copy. To just to start up a conversation with her, just like, oh, <laughs> Oh, he's that guy though. Oh my god. He wasn't gonna borrow that book. He took it off the shelf because he saw her and was like, I'm gonna impress her with my knowledge yeah. of old books. It's an old book. Got this uh, book here called the Bible. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I wish that like later on when she realized that his secret code name was Captain Nemo, I wish there was just a moment for like <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Everybody yeah. did. Yeah. Everybody yeah. watching it probably did that. Right. Like I just wish that oh. moment came where she was just like, "Damn, really." Also, of Captain course. Nemo with like Leets. Leets. Oh, yeah. 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 The E and yeah. the zero. It was so. But yeah. so much. Yeah. The. I forgot about the mansplaining. That is one of the yeah. dumbest scenes because I don't think they're really playing it. It doesn't feel like they're playing it for laughs necessarily. I think they're trying to play it in that flirtatious way of where you're like, oh, they're going to fall in love and I mm-hmm. like them and I want them to fall in love. Because and meanwhile, I'm just like, Kate Mara, leave. Yeah, but they follow it up with the scene you were talking about with like when they're flirting in the lab and like that at least seems a little bit more yeah. genuine. Yeah. Like they both are yes. interested in talking to each other. I agree um, with that, yeah. But then, like you said, they ended immediately because Victor seems jealous and there's even a moment later where he kind of is jealous again or alludes to Sue being something he's interested in. Oh, like yeah. he's yeah. He, and like they talk about her as if she's not in the room. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's... Yeah, he said though immediately he accepts the excuse of like, oh, you're done, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but then there's another moment for me with Victor that is set up and goes nowhere that I felt like, oh, is there a plot <laughs> happening here underneath things? But no, no, it didn't go anywhere. Is like when they're first getting ready to like test the thing, he looks up at Timothy Blake Nelson, yeah. who's like the government guy, who looks down at him with like a little smile and he like smiles back at him. And I was like, are they plotting something? That's what I thought was <laughs> gonna happen. And then nothing came of that. I thought the thing was gonna blow up or something was gonna go wrong. I thought when they got ended up going, I thought he was gonna be the one to mess things up for them on purpose. I thought he was gonna try and like ruin the whole plan to be like, well, you guys aren't good enough. Like you need me or I'm like, listen to me, don't listen to Reed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that look, I guess, was just supposed to be like, look, I'm allowed here and you didn't want me here. I guess it's a very vague, it's a very cool well, shove. It establishes like, that they knew each other in the very beginning when he's like, you set your lab that. on fire. 
but they don't explain why he set his lab on fire or anything mm-hmm. like that either. Yeah. He's There's, not like... Again, just so many setups and not payoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think your best setup and no payoff, though, you, you were talking about earlier today, which I think is... Well, it's just a moment that I think... Well, it, I was no, it's ex- a good example of what's of the problem with the movie. Yeah, and that, the one I was telling them about earlier was that the beginning of this movie is Reed and his only friend in the world, Ben, who he accidentally <laughs> becomes friends with. Um... <laughs> They build the teleporter in like Marty McFly's garage, and Doc Brown's. Yeah, but it looks more like Marty's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it like looked straight up like <laughs> like a Back to the Future moment, and I thought it was kind of charming until it wasn't anymore. I liked the little um, kid part. I yeah, thought all that was but they fine. he is figuring out his teleporters, and he's going to show Ben like I built this cool thing, and so he takes a little toy car. He puts on there, and he sends the toy car away to a, somewhere. He doesn't know where. He thinks maybe the desert, somewhere else on the planet. And then he gets back dirt. And he doesn't know how to bring stuff back yet, so that's just dirt. So my payoff that I would have liked to see in this movie was that the first time when they drunkenly go to the other dimension, they go there, he leans down, he's like digging through this dirt. Why wasn't his car there? Why didn't he just look down, see his little toy car that he teleported seven years before somehow? It's only seven years. Um, but, like, look down and find that car. That's such a good moment that mm-hmm. could have happened in this movie. And I thought it was going to. And I was going to be so happy that it happened. Yeah. And then it just nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. There were And there were a lot of those moments. Yeah. That it's just like, okay, yeah. The clear, and it even, it was funny because I think there's even a shot of looking at the dirt. He digs in a little thing of dirt and like scoops up the dirt. And I think that's him going like, this is the same dirt I had when I was a kid. Oh, but like, I didn't see that part. I don't think. Yeah. He like reaches down and picks up the dirt in his hand. And And I'm like, the car should have been in the dang dirt. Yeah. I thought like it was the perfect moment because if he scraped apart that, like scraped up the dirt, lifted it and then looked down and saw like, wait a minute, there's something under that dirt. Yeah. Oh, it's a car. Then I'd have been, have a reason to be there. Yes. I'd be like, whoa. Well, and then my response to that is like Thor, the dark world, Mm -hmm. which is not a great movie, but it is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a such a better written script than this because in Thor of the Dark World, they have they find that like the the thing where they drop stuff and it vanishes into another dimension. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes back, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, later on, when they get to that place, they're walking around, and uh, Thor says, "What are these shoes doing here?" You know, like because <laughs> uh, at one point, Cat Denning's character says, "Give me your shoe," you know, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it's a payoff. It's a you know setup and payoff, setup and payoff. And we like those things as human beings. Like we we enjoy that. We enjoy we the like callback pattern recognition. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And Portishead. <laughs> yeah, we all. She never even listened to Portishead in the movie. At oh, all. that was another thing <laughs> that I was telling Nick about that it made me really angry. Is Again, there's just so many moments, and I don't think it, these moments would have made this a good movie in my mind. Yeah. Right. It would have made it a better movie that thought more about its structure. Yes. It, the moment in this movie where she tells him, like, hey, I'm listening to Portishead. I'm into music because I need pattern recognition. It helps me think. All that stuff is the setup for the scene later on where she's trying to find him on the computer for the government. And she's like, I need music. And so they bring her headphones and they bring her music. She puts in her headphones and the score just continues going. <laughs> they probably tried to get Portishead, maybe. Just, well, put the put any popular song in there. Yeah. Just let her listen to a song, so we are in that moment with her. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But instead, we just get the score swelling, and it's like, 
okay like yeah. and you can kind of hear like the tinniness of like oh there is a song she's <laughs> listening to but we don't get to hear it yes we just get to see someone this type is, on a keyboard for the millionth time in the movie this yeah. is something that Tobin likes to talk about is point of view we never get a point of view for these characters yeah. the mm-hmm. closest we get is Ben yeah and because like we have him being sad in his room watching all of the murders he's committing yeah but we like, still skip him actually committing any of the murders yeah which like no because that, that would have been cool yeah <laughs> like, they there made was that a, part of the movie apparently they, they did and there's a there's a scene that was deleted that they actually did the CG for mm-hmm. of him basically doing a dive bomb out of a, a plane yeah, like the yeah. in the trailer that everybody yes, remembers from the trailer exactly which I think there's dialogue reused or was reused in the trailer like they cut a lot of things in trailers to make you believe they're happening at the same time. Right. Um, but in the trailer, it's presented as like, how long is it going to take for him to get in? And then Miles Teller says like five minutes. Oh, yeah. And like you see him dropping out of the plane. Oh, he yeah. smashes and he's like, maybe shorter. And, and what, those lines are still in the movie when they're he's like trying to hack a computer for him. And they're like, how long is it going to take you? He's like, two minutes, maybe shorter. But yeah. it's not the same... It's not the same setup. No, but it is, is like, weird. Like what? This movie is a lot like Justice League for me. Yeah. And the, one of the reasons that I don't hate it is because I think Justice League is a worse offender, in my opinion. I hate Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League should have known better. It's easier to make a movie with those characters, I think, than it is. The yeah, Fantastic how do you mess Four, up Batman? <laughs> Like, I mean, the the things that are wrong, not all of them, like because Justice League did have setups and payoffs and, and with stuff like the Flash and, and, and that's cool. But like a lot of the things that are wrong with this, like the studio meddling. So, so much of this was cut and so much of it was reshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, Kate Mara had to wear that horrible <laughs> blonde wig because she had uh, cut her hair um, in between. And then it's like, oh, crap, I have to go back for reshoots. All of that is magnified in uh, Justice League, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work at all. I felt like this was a continuous narrative for me in Fantastic yeah. Four, even though I agree, not a lot happens. Like, there's not a lot to this movie. But in Justice League, it was just, I felt the disaster with every single frame of that movie. Yeah. Whereas here, I was just kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's boring right now, but I don't know, you know. Um, but as you're talking about these issues of like no setups and payoffs, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is very true. There's <laughs> there were no payoffs to anything. How much did Justice League cost to make? Uh, it was well over 300. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> At least twice as much as Fantastic Four. Oh, no. yeah. uh, this movie that we saw, though, the movie that was delivered to us should not have cost $120 million. No, because no, like you said, no. they are in one room the entire yeah. time pretty it much. And then they're in the green budget. screen. Yeah. 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 Now, that I'm sure went into a lot of reshoots, and yeah. which meant a lot of CG that they had created was thrown out because there were uh, other um, action sequences that just didn't get used. Um, yeah. So, it, much like Justice League, I watched the trailer for this. And wonder where those moments fit in. Yeah. Because they don't seem to... I don't know where that moment of Ben dropping in while Reed watches him on the monitor happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see when that would happen in this movie. I don't see the moment when Johnny Storm says we should use our powers to help people Mm -hmm. would come in in this movie. I Yeah, there's just a lot of things in the trailer that don't feel like they make sense with the final cut. Yeah. I feel like maybe that is... There were a lot of things in this movie that felt like they were very random anyway, and so I wonder if they were just in somewhere, and the like. that's a testament to how 
poorly the script panned out in the end anyway, is that they had all these moments, but still, even with all of them in, even with John Johnny saying that we need to use our powers to save people, like, that was just one of those cool ideas that they were like, oh, we got to put that in the script somewhere. Right. It was in without any connective tissue. It didn't have any payoff. It didn't have any setup uh, yeah. to yeah. it. And then they were just like, yeah, I guess we can cut it out. That's yeah. fine. So even if they were in the movie, it wouldn't have made it better because they didn't contextualize them. Right. And we have no way to know. Yeah. Because um, there will never be a Josh Trank um, <laughs> movie version Ever of this. Again? Oh, say, to be fair, he also tweeted... Like oh, a bunch of negative things man. about the studio and all that stuff. Like he, right on release. Yeah. Like, like the, the like week the up, he was like, my movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, he also said he will never make a comic book movie ever again. Well, Which he also is almost a, got in a fist fight with uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Yeah. He was horrible Ooh. to Kate Mara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he didn't want her cast as Sue Storm. Yeah. You know what? Look, okay. <laughs> I am not a, 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 a paragon of humanity. <laughs> I understand this, but it is not that hard to get along with people professionally. Mm-mm. At least I don't think it is. Yeah, we do it every day. It's not yeah. that hard to understand that you aren't, the, like the movie studio is going to make decisions that you don't like. And that's a pretty small one in the grand scheme of things, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I think there is some... Uh, Plus, you can do a lot worse than having Kate Mara in your movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Like, you could say, well, yeah, I did want this person, but, you know, we couldn't make that happen. If and, it was like, oh, uh, the studio wants Paris Hilton to play yeah. Sue Storm, it'd be like, oh, uh, maybe not. Mad. This is a thing, though, and this is a thing that... I don't know what Josh Trank went through. I, I don't. So it's it's kind of unfair for me to criticize him. Yeah. It might have been horrible. But the thing about directing is a lot of people talk themselves into a corner where they mm-hmm. say, um, I have to do this. I have no choice. And you do have a choice. And at the point at which things were starting to go wrong for him, he had the choice to walk away. Mm-hmm. He had the ability to say this is not what I signed on for. So you need to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sh- Star Wars things that are happening right now yeah. with all of their directors being fired or quit. Who else yes. got fired? Uh, well, there was the Han Solo people. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy who was originally supposed to do episode nine. Colin Trevorrow. Didn't Josh Trank, wasn't he supposed yeah. to do one too? Yeah, this got him <laughs> fired off of that. That's sad. Um, Good. <laughs> you know, it, but look, if, you, if you're... Who's combative. Sorry, uh, he did Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. oh um, he like did Jurassic World, and they him. were like, "Give him a Star War." Yeah, then what did he do bad? He just yeah. they uh, th- nobody knows for sure, but okay. a lot it of sounded it, like just similar to the Solo guys, except they were like later in the process of like <laughs> way later. <laughs> oh, you're you want to do this yes. differently than we want to have our story. Yeah, be. okay. They were so, making the movie. Though. Yeah, they were like <laughs> half like most of the way done. Yeah, yeah, and um, they realized it was just not working. But yeah. but I. I just I don't accept a reason for you to 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 get into that position with your actors where you're being cruel to them mm-hmm. or I guess they people a lot of people said that he bullied her on set and it's like that is unacceptable and it was something that Sarah and I and Nicole and I talked about this is like this is a workplace yeah you know this isn't some fun thing that's happening in the privacy of your own home this is a workplace. If I did that to anyone at this workplace, I would be rightfully reprimanded and then fired if it didn't improve itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the problem is, though, we are very lucky to work in a workplace where that is true. 
There no, are many. No, 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 no. There are workplaces out there where I have heard stories from friends who work at places where their bosses are just god awful to them on a regular basis, and they have no one they can tell that will help them. Well, I, that so may be I think, very true. I, and I think it, a movie studio is somewhere where it seems like there's a lot of people you could tell, but I also think that. Right now, there are a lot of stories coming out about a lot of high-profile directors and producers and movie studio execs who have all done horrible things that have been covered up. Movies have still yeah. gotten made. They've still been working. And it's well, I think it's a position of power that I think maybe Kate Mara did go to Warner Brothers and say, hey, he's being shitty. And they're like, well, make the movie or you're fired. It's 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Well, but my... My point is more to the fact that I think when people hear about things like that, they sort of have this, oh, Hollywood attitude, you know, that that like, no, this is a workplace mm-hmm. that is unacceptable. What Jared Leto was doing to his coworkers right. in Suicide Squad, <laughs> that is a workplace. I think we're getting closer to a point where people are getting more away from that, oh, Hollywood mentality so. because of Jared Leto and because of Miles Teller, to be fair, as yeah, well. Yeah, There's horrible stories about him on set being awful to people. And so luckily this went I mean, a really dark direction, but I mean, yeah. you know, but it needs to and, be and talked unfortunately about. It hasn't it's... slowed down either of their careers. It seems like they're both yeah, miles teller isn't quite where he was with whiplash, like post whiplash. Yeah. Think. But I think some of these things were even out before whiplash. So he got oh. an Oscar nominated movie before, oh. I mean, after some of this stuff, I had never heard of him. We're so. in a, we're in a, we're in a position of flux right now. Things are changing where they're going to end up. I hope they end up in a better place. I my this is a big important thing to me and you know if you ever came to VidCon and listened to my uh the my panel ha <laughs> a panel I was on where we talked about management it's like this is important to me that like a movie is a small business mm-hmm. like you you have to run it that way and treating people badly I think is the wrong way to do that and a director at the front end when he realizes this is going bad has the ability to say I'm stepping away from this Mm -hmm. and we're seeing it now with like the flash movie that keeps getting director after director after director. And they're all saying like, I can't do this. Joss Whedon just left Batgirl. He left Batgirl. He left Batgirl. And then, you know, sure. He said, yeah, I couldn't crack the story. Sure. You couldn't Joss. (laughs) The one thing you've spent your entire 50 years of your life doing, you couldn't do it. It has nothing to do with Warners and DC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you, you have that ability. And I think that if you're going to end up in a, now, you know, the other thing is Josh Trank had only made one other movie. Yeah. Where he had like unmitigated freedom. Well, that was Chronicle. It was a much lower budget. <laughs> it was, but yeah. still he had a lot of freedom that normally people wouldn't have. Yeah. See, I think it's possible that they did, that maybe people in the studio did hear that he was being a shithead. And then they yelled at him about it. And then he was like, well, I'm just, I don't want to even make this stupid movie anymore. Or that's so why they decided to take more of the power away yeah. from him and, maybe and that, cut his yeah. movie. Yeah up the way they wanted it to be. Yeah. Maybe that's true. He just like his post movie reactions seemed like a man who didn't have full control by the end of everything, I guess. Like, yeah. He said lots of things of like the movie you're going to see this week in theaters is not the movie I made a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of I like, had a fantastic version of this movie uh-huh. that, that you said? will never see yep. because that's Hollywood. I fantastic. at him on Twitter uh-huh. that day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was from everything I'm hearing. This sounds gross from a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic Four didn't deserve that. 
Kate no. Mara didn't deserve that. No. Um, Michael B. Jordan didn't deserve that. The <laughs> like, thing deserves some pants. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> the very bad CGI when his face changes from oh. Mexican oh. fellow's face oh. to Miles Teller's face. Yeah. And Rachel, oh, that's the only part Rachel watched. And she's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, his. His CGI changey face. Yes, he changes from a Mexican person to Miles Teller. Yes. In full view, and his eyeballs just kind of go, blop, 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 blop. And yeah. then he's kind of Miles Teller, but still looks sort of CGI when he's Miles Teller. But yeah, it's like Miles very Teller like early like 2000s, that. like Harry Potter level CGI yeah, well, in that it's scene. Very Harry Potter, Which right. even Harry Potter was not good CGI when No, it that's was, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. early Harry Potter movies are very bad CGI. And yeah. I feel like this was like right in line with them. Yeah. When it's like the thing looked pretty good. He looked fine, yeah. but like, he's in shadows the whole time. Um, well, he's, he's also rocks. Fine. He's also just made of a bunch of frocks. Yeah. <laughs> they can do organic material pretty well, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the face morphing scene <laughs> one was completely unnecessary. Yeah. They didn't know who he was. He yeah. He could have like that re- that guy who works at the register is not gonna be like you look like that scientist who ran away. <laughs> <laughs> that top secret scientist yeah. that nobody's going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that made me even more angry. I forgot how <laughs> needless forgot that, that scene too. was. Yeah. And then uh, just the very end when, when they're like talking about their name idea. Like, mm. when oh, they're God. Like, oh, I hated that. <laughs> he's like, I got it. Listen to this. Uh-huh. And that was didn't match the tone of any single frame of the rest of the movie at all. It was like whenever they forced in their their lines from the comics, whenever mm-hmm. he said he said flame on, they said like yeah, they said it's time. To I was like, fair, why did you flame do on this? is pretty cool no matter how it's, you say it? I well Michael B. Jordan also is like has a yeah. bunch of those moments throughout this movie where you're like, Hey, you're charming. I yeah. remember that. You can yeah. be human torch. That's fine with me. Yeah. Oh my god, I think he was it just felt really forced in the it way that they did it. Did. I, yeah. I totally believe that he could pull it off. Yeah. I just like it was in the middle of like his government training yeah. session. He was like, Want me flame to flame on? Yeah. It's the clock in time felt even worse oh, to me God. because that was in the middle of the big fight. Yeah, with them, yeah. like they're like get him. He's like it's clobbering time. And it was a phrase he learned from his brother who used to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he never said it before no. that. It wasn't even like something he said. He oh god. Yeah. And, but but I I did like a lot of Johnny's like when he would talk to anyone I was like fully on board like I liked it when he did the whole chair thing like I thought that was funny yeah no and I think it's 50-50 for me and Johnny because it's like when he first shows up and he does the thing of like you look like a guy who doesn't like to listen to authority he's like not when people say shit like I don't like to listen to authority and you're like all right, that was pretty good like and he has some other lines but then there's the whole thing where he makes fun of Victor Von Doom throughout the entire movie for like Having an accent yeah, that he doesn't have? European, which I guess technically he is, because they show his file at the beginning and it says mm-hmm. Latveria. Yeah, but, that but he calls like him Hitler, they... he calls him Borat, yeah. he alludes yep. to him being German and all this stuff, and it's like... No accent on that guy. Was I there would... an accent? Did he have one? He had like a light accent? It was kind of. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, he dropped it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. he did. He, 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 some, but but like, if you're going to consistently also refer that, to yes. a guy as like Borat, yeah. Hitler, like those yeah. two. Especially um, a famously Eastern European character from like yeah. he is a king in Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Like when he first brought up like the German thing, I was like, okay, because his name sounds really like Victor Von Doom. Like, yeah. yeah, I get that. But also, he doesn't sound like that. And no, we, we're not in on that joke. Like it's no. a joke that doesn't have any basis in truth. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. No, it none. So yeah, those, that's where I'm like 50-50 with Johnny. Well, I think the original idea with him was that he was going to be like a hacker or something. Yeah, well his name, they redubbed it because his name in the shooting of the script was Domashev. Yeah, right. It was Victor Von Domashev yeah. or Victor Domashev. And then they changed that back because apparently the internet was like, what? And <laughs> well, they uh, called him a blogger. That's how they yeah. announced what he was, what? which is a really stupid thing to <laughs> What's be. What's he vlogging about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He just has like food reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try the Doom Whole Thirty diet. Yeah. Like yeah. some poor, some poor PR PR person there are probably no meant only hacker, Doom. But yeah. they said blogger instead of hacker, and everybody made fun of him until they changed it. But I think before that, they probably didn't mean for him to be like from a different country. Even maybe, I don't know. I don't think in the uh, in the two from. Um, 2005, 2007, I think he was just British, wasn't he? He's, He's not a British played... actor, is he? Oh, was I thought he was. Julian... Uh, oh, yeah, it's okay. Julian the Mc... Nip Tuck Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nip Tuck Man. Yeah. He's British, right? Is he? Yeah, he is. Is he the guy? How, yeah. how did they get a more comic book accurate doom in that in 2005, 2007? The mask. They had a good mask. They had a good mask. They were trying to... I don't know. But, yeah. Like he looked, but I agree with you that he did look fine when he becomes from when they find him mm-hmm. to when he starts blowing people's heads up. Yeah, that is like okay. I guess that can be Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. But before that, the setup for him is not. No, anything. no, no, no. And I'm it's, sure the no. setup. I haven't seen the older movies, but I would guess the setup for him is a little bit more like comic booky, over the top, and interesting. I don't. They did the same thing though in the old ones where he's the fifth. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're on a spaceship, they're yeah. on a trip, and they get like yeah. a solar flare or something. Well, to be fair, that is what, in the ultimate Marvel storyline, that is what happens. Does he, he have goat legs? He has goat legs, <laughs> and he's made of living metal. And Liquid I think he can metal. also blow people's heads up. In right. that, so. Oh, so they kind of took it from the ultimate. He's a psychic. I think he's at least psychic. Interesting. Yeah. That would have been really interesting if he hobbled out with goat legs. I would have been like, yeah. explain. All right, movie. <laughs> wow, at least you made some choices there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how we would each fix this. Sam, you seem to be itching. I just wanted to, I was curious to know what you were going to say, because I mentioned earlier, I don't know how you make a movie about this. But, okay, so I think about this. I think about this a lot. Because I'm an idiot. How you how you would integrate? I don't think you can fix this movie. How you can integrate? So burn it all to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. start over again. Blame on. How you can integrate the Fantastic Four into the Marvel universe? Which, because I'm a dork, I want that to happen really bad. I feel like you could do a thing that's kind of like uh, Willy Wonka, where Whoa. Reed pre-existed, kind of like Ant Man. With uh, Hank oh, Pym, oh right, yeah, he was already a thing that everybody's just like, oh yeah, Hank Pym, he's always been around, he's really smart. Mm-hmm. So Reed is somebody who has been around, but like ten years or something ago, before the Iron Man movie, he got in a big lab accident at the Baxter Building, and ever since then he's been in hiding with his family, who are also in the lab accident. So then the movie starts. There's flyers all over town. Spider Man's like, what's that? And then <laughs> it says Fantastic Four. What's Fantastic Four? Go to the Baxter Building and find out. I guess Reed Richards is coming back and then the door opens and he's all stretchy and there's a human <laughs> torch and the thing and they're just like, hey, what's up? We're the Fantastic Four. And then they go in and they have like a cool tour of their lab and then Dr. Doom shows up and does something. That's my idea for a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> all right. Okay, Sari, would you fix this? <laughs> I can't follow Can that. you invoke Willy Wonka in yours? Uh, if you can't invoke Willy Wonka, we don't need to hear about it. <laughs> uh, well, there's this golden ticket. 
make it believe. <laughs> and they begin to become up. the Fantastic Fifth member. Yep. Willy Wonka does? No, whoever gets the Willy finds it. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I... Not knowing a lot about that Fantastic Four, the, the thing that I could come up with is to really lean into the found family dynamic. Like, that mm, yeah. was the biggest problem with it for me was there were some moments that I liked in the movie, but the theme needed to be honed in on. So go back yeah. to the script, scrap it, and keep these characters, whatever, keep their, like, main motivations, but just give character development to it. So instead of having all these time jumps, my basic idea was to start it with everyone working in the lab. Maybe Johnny's not there yet and has to be dragged in, mm-hmm. but they're already all working on this machine to start with. So they have some sort of banter together and they have a reason to be there. So you like trash all the uh, garbage science fair discovery Science fair we where for, they we are forgot the, yeah. to mention this, where they are clearly thirty years old, and they're at a science fair with kids who are clearly like eight, and there's nobody else any older than eight. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, what is and happening? They're supposed to be high school seniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but there they, ain't any other high school seniors in that no. gymnasium. He has to lean down. To I steal think this kid's I think Dan Castanella hated them so much that he just held them back until they were. Oh. <laughs> they're still in fifth grade. <laughs> that actually would fly with me. I would. Yeah. Okay. That could happen. <laughs> also, that dude was a douchebag. Like, clearly, they just even if you <laughs> even if he's making it up, something just happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's no science fair, like, not a magic contest. <laughs> Just made something disappear. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Sari. blew up the uh, backboard of the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of impressive. Yeah, it's super impressive. Um, so these ideas are kind of scattered, but have them there. Have him, like, Skype back to Ben. So, like, Ben is his connection to normalcy mm-hmm. at, in this, like, overly scientific world and actually build that relationship, too, besides just, like, I guess this is my friend who tags along and doesn't do any of the work, but he's here. Um, he's not even really shown as muscle. No, we've like, never seen him do anything. anything. He's much yeah. shorter, than but he's alluded he, to like he doesn't. We look finally did it. Him. Yeah, like we did it together. Yeah, no, you didn't. He didn't give any support. Any like he brought you a power converter. That's it. Yeah. yeah, they didn't talk to each other. Oh, yeah. yeah, did he go to Tashi Station? Yeah, he went to Tashi Station. He picked up the power converters. Yeah. Hung out with Wedge for a while. And <laughs> no, came back. no, Biggs. That's right. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. Sorry, I got the deleted <laughs> scene from Star Wars reference Luke wrong. And, uh, Wedge did not know each other at that point. They I didn't. know. Wedge was already Star a decorated uh, captain <laughs> over in the Rebel fleet. I am aware. I messed up. <laughs> Your reference flew over my head, so it's fine. It's literally referencing a deleted scene from yep. Star Wars. Good. <laughs> I love that scene, though. <laughs> I'm with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have that. Um, and I think they can still, this way they have just like space and time, if you want to set it all in the lab, to have relationships with each other. And maybe he's like struggling in to fit in with these people. And maybe Susan is like struggling because this dude is coming in and taking over her work when she was her dad's favorite and things like that. Um, still have the machine built. I liked their power reveal. I like their power reveal in this like yeah. big mm-hmm. catastrophic way. And then instead of skipping a year, spend the time with them and have them all react to having powers in very different ways. Yeah. And I think that would be really interesting. So if like yeah. Johnny has his 
like pride in it if he feels special for the first time right. and ever and is like really proud and happy to be it if the thing hates his powers and is willing to do anything that the military says to get rid of them mm-hmm. if susan is using her powers as like i don't know i haven't thought of something for her yet but well like, the, there's parts in the comics where she uses it as like detecting diseases and tumors and stuff because yeah. she can like she can basically like make parts of people's bodies invisible. Yeah, she in the comic books in the original ones feels useless, <laughs> and then eventually figures out she can project the force fields, and then they really lean into that. And now she's like the Beyonce of superheroes. Basically, everybody loves her. <laughs> she's it. like the first lady of superheroes in that world. So she could like realize that she wants to protect people. She could be the one who mm-hmm. really wants to anchor in and protect people. And then Reed wants more knowledge, so he wants to go back to the other world immediately and like learn more about what happened to them and so they're mm-hmm. all like fighting against each other that seems and, like, very read yeah that was like perfect yeah. that would be okay. great yeah <laughs> he would okay. he would simultaneously feel very guilty mm-hmm. and also like not be able to help himself but make things worse all the time yeah <laughs> yeah because well, so, reed is i think i mean they say this about a lot of marvel characters but reed is i think the smartest because he can alter like his n- n- neurons yeah. and everything he's yeah. the smartest he's the smartest dude on earth I yeah think. and yeah. He's also a jerk. Like, he's a bad father. Yeah. And, like, he's, Basically, yeah. he's a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, just, like, spending time with that training montage. Maybe, like, when they went to the explosion, they brought something back with them that the government is studying. Hmm. And that way they can have, like, a mid-movie battle, too. So, like, maybe an alien egg came back. I don't know what's on the other planet. But that could have been full of battle and bug men. Yeah, mm. they could have been. They could have had a bug baby that grows up, <laughs> metamorphosizes into a bug man. Then they have a reason to come together on Earth to like learn to kind of be a family, but then split apart again because they hate each other for some reason. And then when they go back, discover doom. They have a reason to band together and and protect him or to protect the world. And I think that the critical part that was missing is like what you were saying, Matt, like the idea that they don't have a goal kind of for their powers, like they don't yeah. want to protect people, they don't want to protect the world, and they didn't set up this overarching theme really well. So right. it would be really interesting if like, they set up the Fantastic Four as wanting to save the world by researching the other realm and and uh, realizing it's too dangerous and cutting themselves off from it or something like that. And Doom wanted to like harness the power of the other world. So they both wanted to save the Earth in different ways, mm-hmm. and that was the source of their conflict or something like that. Which it seems like they hinted at. Yeah. Because his yeah. attitude, you know, when he was coming, he's like, this world can't be saved now, I'm going to save mine, or whatever. Yeah, you know. something like where they they have more motivation like to the fact that they think that they're right. Yeah. And that's the source of their conflict is that there are two groups of people that think they're right for different reasons and then they have a reason to fight instead of just... Are you sure that you haven't read every Fantastic Four book? Because <laughs> you just described every issue of Fantastic Four. That would have been the best movie. Especially, especially them both wanting the same thing, like mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing in radically different ways. Well, I mean, that's classic storytelling. Well, yeah, like, but that's, like that's yeah. Doom, Read, yeah. every issue. And like the way that you described all their characteristics is exactly what they all do <laughs> they break up in every issue mm-hmm. the thing gets mad and storms out <laughs> and they're like well fuck that guy <laughs> we don't need him and then he shows up at the end and they're like good thing you were here well yeah i'm ready marvel hire me <laughs> yeah. but uh 
That's interesting. No, Marvel hire Sari. Yeah. yeah, I think you right? could. Write that Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. That would yeah. be awesome. I think they're about to get him back. Yeah. So, I think they are. Yeah. And um, I would love to see that. I would love to yeah. see you know because the Fantastic Four also go on all kinds of cosmic adventures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you know they kind of have Guardians doing that, but like I would love to yeah. see the Fantastic Four be that real bridge to Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just Doom. I just want a good Doom movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. agree, Matt. How would you fix this thing? I mean, most of what Sari said was real good. Yeah. yeah. So, genius. I don't have too much to like change or add to that. I think I would have liked them to try and tap into Doom's humanity a bit. Mm-hmm. Because this is a guy they were working with. They were friends. They hung out. Like They weren't like old friends, but like... They got to know him. They yeah. liked him more like than Sue. Sue were old friends. Yeah, probably. and like they liked him enough to invite him on their first mission. Well, yeah. they all got drunk together. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like they like they should be like Victor. Like we want to save you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they kind of don't have enough time Mm-mm. to lean into that because they have to defeat him. And he's blowing everybody's heads up. To be fair, he is blowing people's heads <laughs> up. Well, that's like more of a problem with the movie, though, is there's nothing yes. to save anymore once you're walking down the hallway blowing everybody's heads up. Yeah, and their we, dad's head. Like, he has immediately lost all humanity. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing to try and recover. Like, even yeah. like, with Darth Vader, we've talked about episode three a lot, <laughs> but, like, there is some humanity left in him when episode three is ending and he's like where's Padme and you're like oh he still cares and then that happens <laughs> well but you even have like the Darth Vader moment in this movie when they like real doom upright oh, yeah. little thing. but you see that humanity there and I think Victor has in this year on this planet has lost all his humanity and so we don't care about him as a character as much as like I don't care about the other characters that much either because they're all pretty bland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I really don't care about him and what happens to him, mm-hmm. even though I feel like I'm, I should, because he was a human Dr. 10 Doom. minutes ago yeah. that I did like. Yeah. And so I, I would add in a little bit more of that. And I think overall, unlike some of the other movies we've, we've talked about that have been horribly cut down or altered, like, like Justice League, I'm interested in the original cut. I would mm-hmm. watch the original cut because I want to know that what that other version of the movie is. Yeah, I agree. This one, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care because I don't think it's there in the material. I don't think it's there in the directing. Um, I think, uh, I think uh, the directing is a huge problem with this movie, and I think the script is the other huge problem with this movie. And it, there are so many seeds throughout this movie of better movies and better moments and a lot of those setups we talked about would have like added to that but I think there are things of like Sam you said earlier like spend it, it felt like that should have been 20 minutes of building the machine mm-hmm. that yeah. should have been the montage yeah. building yeah. the machine yeah and it's and they, it they, was a montage it was a but it still took 20 like yeah, <laughs> yeah right. but like it was a the, 50 minute montage mm-hmm. like if you started off like Sari said with them being contemporaries already yeah. like yes the, the child part is really cute and fun that like we get to know them a little bit more. You can see that later in the movie, though. We can see that, or also just, like, we meet Reed and Ben, and they're friends. Yeah. Hey, good, you guys are friends, rather than, like, we see from when they're not friends to when they're randomly friends, and now they're best friends, and, like, we get their whole story arc, and then we immediately pull them apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we don't even lean on that that much throughout the movie of, Mm -hmm. like, them wanting to be back together or anything. Like, we get one moment of real sadness about them not being great friends, and that's it. Yeah, but, and then a completely no, nothing reason for him to come back. Yeah, and yeah. when he does come back, 
uh, oh, dude, a, let's yeah, go, good, good, go to another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, dude, sure. Like, yeah, you woke me up at two in the morning. Let's go to another dimension. You're drunk? Cool. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I think I... Even better. Yeah. I would keep the same actors. I think all of these actors are great at their characters. Like, I think they can all play good versions and more comic book accurate versions of the characters. Yeah. Maybe not Doom. But, like, the rest of them, I think, could play the comic book version of those characters really well. And you have good actors here who have done really good things. Mm -hmm. And I think Jamie Bell is horribly, like, underserved by this yeah. movie. He doesn't get to do anything. And Who's that? The Thing. Uh. Um, and, yeah, he just gets to show up occasionally and be like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, Please call him Billy Elliot. Isn't he Billy Elliot? <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. He's Billy Elliot. <laughs> He's also Tintin. He was Tintin? Yeah. I liked that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. Um, so, so, yeah, I would go, like, replace the director and the script. Like, kind of go back to square one. But I think at this time, with these actors, Marvel could have made a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was surprised how much I thought Miles Teller fit as Reed, to a certain degree. I think there are moments in this where I feel like he's playing the nerd yeah. yeah like kind of like very like i should be awkward in this scene like it almost like a clark kent level like of yeah. level of disguise nerdiness yeah but that's supposed to be genuine it's difficult because you don't the the things that i would want to do with him would just make him another tony stark and that's not what you need. No. no. So I, I do think, think you, you do need him to be more of the awkward guy or something. He which needs I'm to fine be, with yeah. if it feels real. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tony, yeah, Tony I would has love... no problem interacting with people. But right. Reed well, doesn't want to interact with Also right. imagine, I mean, you get a little bit of this with in the Marvel Universe with Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Yeah. But imagine nerdy Reed and Tony Stark having to work on a project together. And they'd be mad at each other. The they'd be, they hate each other even though they're trying to do the same thing. Yeah. But they have such different brains. Yeah. Yeah. But and like, Reed would like cut him down. Yeah. And, yeah. And like you get a bit of that with the Tony Stark, Bruce Banner working on things together. But they are best friends. The problem is Bruce Banner's a nice person. Yeah. Yes. He's a sweetie. He's more of the Ben in the situation. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Of like, I don't really know too much about this, but you're helping me learn some mm -hmm. more about it and I'll help you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah, I think you have the ingredients there. Yeah. Just you had a bad chef. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, sorry, that the in every interpretation of the Fantastic Four, it starts like the night of their accident. Mm -hmm. And most of the issue is about them being horrified with like their bodies and then talking each other through it, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is like the, the origin of them. And that's the part that they skip completely mm -hmm. Yeah, is like Thing freaking out and all of his friends being like, it's okay, dude. We're going to figure this out. Or like, where's Sue? She's invisible. It's okay, Sue. So we're going to figure this out. And then the Human Torch, to be fair, is always like, whoa, fucking sweet. I mean, we made a fire and can fly everywhere. Um, they, at least they do that part in the, the, oh, the, the 2000s or whatever, the early mm -hmm. 2000s movies. They at least, in that, they do a little bit of that. They don't lean on the horrified parts of it, but like, they yeah. react to each other's yeah. powers of like, dude, you're just a giant rock. That's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> well, yeah, I think people were mad that it was, I think it was described as kind of a body horror element to this mm -hmm. movie before it came out. I think people were upset about that, but I think that's really accurate yeah. in the Fantastic Four. I think it's Fours. the most effective part of the movie, Yeah, too. me too. And well, they don't like their powers sometimes. And so that goes into how sense. I would fix it, yeah. which is I would, 
I would lean more into the horror element at this movie. So if we're talking about it in terms of not burning it to the ground, but steering it mm-hmm. after it's been like and just saying, OK, let's turn just a little bit because I agree mostly I would recast Miles Teller. I don't feel like he's a good I, I, just, I, I don't I, I never more. I never liked him in this movie. I liked I liked Sue. I liked Johnny and I liked Ben. Mm-hmm. I did not like Reed and not f- because I think he was playing him as unlikable. I just didn't like him. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, and I felt a lot of it felt fake to me. Mm-hmm. So I would recast him. But I would lean into the horror elements uh, of this because I think Sari and I were talking about this idea of when the when the rocks were pouring in on Ben and that whole sequence I thought was really effective. Oh, and Doom is strangling him with the or, no. Oh, oh, earlier when he's changing. Yeah, when the, oh, in the I change yeah. the, when they go the first time and right. they're trying to get back and um, and Victor falls into the goo and uh, they're trying he can't shut the door and like I, mm-hmm. I felt like that was all really well executed and I was feeling things and then when they come back and Ben is calling for help and uh, you know Reed is crawling to him and then he turns around and he is horrified to see his legs stretched out like that I thought was all good and I would love to see a movie that leaned into that a little bit more which goes back to our ideas about like okay let's have this longer act two (laughs) where Mm -hmm. they're all dealing with this and trying to figure it out and realizing and I think doing something that the comics and the other movies have never done which is really talk about how hard these powers are to use because there's an element like I thought it was kind of interesting where Ben seems like he's even trying to learn how to walk Mm-hmm. Like he can't. Well, he has his arm like stuck to him kind yeah. of at one point when he first starts walking. Like he can't like he hasn't yet detached his arm from his own rocky body. Right. Like I would love to see to have seen more of that. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen more of the containment suit not working for Reed. And mm-hmm. he's just sort of flopping all over the place. And like mm-hmm. the, the genuine horror of how to do this. So it de-romanticizes some of the superhero elements. Mm-hmm. Even the idea that like, you know, what if the 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 flames maybe do hurt Johnny a bit like what if it's yeah. not a perfect system yeah I think leaning into that might be more interesting not saying it'd be good <laughs> I, well I think Marvel I think that original Marvel comics kind of had the the goal of deromanticizing superheroes a little bit and making them into something that you could relate to hmm. and having power like things whole thing is that his powers are disgusting to him mm-hmm. so that makes perfect sense for the movie to be about that and uh yeah, so I think that that would really line up with like these are new heroes who are not Superman and are fully in control of everything. They live a life just like you do, and there's a lot of things about them that they don't like about themselves. Yeah, and I would love to see that movie. Mm-hmm. My so. one concern with a more serious, and even in this version, version of a Fantastic Four movie, is that Reed Richards' powers look really cartoony. In any form. Yeah. Like, it's, for me, the fight when the thing goes and gets him, and he's jumping around at all the guys with the shotguns, and, like, when, at the end, when he's fighting Doom, mm-hmm. everything he's look he's doing looks very silly to me, and I don't know... Oh, it looks ridiculous. Well, yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you can do his powers in a sincere-looking way. Like, he's, he's goofy. Like, yeah. his powers yeah. look really goofy, Stretching powers are goofy. Yeah, <laughs> and you are and you are immortal, and you like nothing yeah. can endanger you. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like if you're in a lab, it's kind of cool. Like when he has to find the beaker, yes. there it is. It's reaching there. the beaker. Like the the moment, like you said, like the moment when he's realizing it, when his leg stretches out, when he's trapped under the thing, that's effective. Mm-hmm. Like that, I didn't feel like that was silly. Yeah. Uh, 
it's a useful tool if you were a regular person doing regular stuff, but yes. as a superhero tech thing that you can do, it's not that cool looking. It's probably not that effective. It's really creepy yeah. to have a big sweaty man arm wrapped all around <laughs> you. I don't know. I, I figure you give it to the right team and you could make something cool out of it. I don't think we've seen that yet. No. So. I, I would love to see that version of it, of like something where I'm not thinking he looks silly while I'm watching it. You know yeah. what? I did not feel that. I mean, even though it's a more silly movie. Oh, God, this is going to be my real good, though. I want to hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. hold on to it. I'll hold on to that. But like, anyway. Um, is it the mask? No. no <laughs> I was no, going to no. say, is it rubber face? Which is another, <laughs> what is oh, rubber? God. It's like it's the, the first Jim Carrey movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never even heard of that. Um, so, all right, moving on. It's time to rate this. I rate all of these films on a category scale like Storms. One being eh, not that bad, kind of fun. And a five being this could kill you. Um I'm sorry, I'm going to have to give this a one. Like, mm. I don't find it to be that, especially when Justice League made me so angry. <laughs> and this didn't make me angry. It just, I liked elements of it. I wasn't bored. I was in the mood for a slow movie, I think. Hmm. And and when I saw it, I, I don't think it's good. <laughs> um, and I recognize all the problems that we've talked about, but I don't. I can't bring myself to hate it. I think it's, there are elements of it I would actually like to watch again. So, um, which, which scenes? I want to see, I would like to watch the first trip to the, to yeah. the other planet. I would like to see, uh, the, um, oh God, all of the, 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 all of the aftermath of that, like I think is interesting. And, uh, I actually, I liked some of the early stuff with the two kid actors, mm-hmm. especially when they're in the garage. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the two kids were good and I don't normally say that about kid actors. Uh, so I think there's stuff here that's decent and could, and would work even better in a better movie that had a better lead into it. So I'm giving it a one, Matt. Uh, I got the possessed mushroom puppet scale of enjoyment, <laughs> one to five. <laughs> I'm going to give this a three because, yeah, it doesn't anger me as much as Justice League. And it's not like a bad, bad movie. Right. It's but not the, things. Yeah, no. Uh, but there's enough, there's enough that bugs me about this movie while I'm watching it and reminds me constantly that I'm watching a not well put together movie that kept me from enjoying it at a certain level. That's so it gets a three. Sari. Mine's vague. It's, uh, <laughs> I like it. They're I, all vague. It's they're, a, they're all pretty vague. I mean, I got a one to five. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's what kind of garbage can or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yours two back to back. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I was inspired by yours. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> it just got more absurd. Um, I think I would throw it into like a... <laughs> <laughs> like a like a trash compactor kind Ooh, of thing. Whoa. So, so there's not wait, is that good or bad? <laughs> bad, bad okay. I think. So like a good I, I guess you haven't been on while I've been doing it. A good I've listened thing, to them, but yeah. A good would be like throw it into like a recycling bin or something, because then yeah. maybe someone will find it and watch it again. Oh yes, okay. This is all coming but back. But like <laughs> bad would be throw it into the sun and it'll burn up or something put like it in that. an incinerator yeah, just an incinerator <laughs> no, no Sarah's, yes. we're gonna Elon spend billions Tesla. of dollars yeah. Elon <laughs> um, so yeah I think like a trash compactor nobody it, needs to see this nobody either. needs to see this it was like boring and not fun and so just grind it up and squish it into a box <laughs> and then it'll go away fair enough 
Sam. Uh, I would give it, oh, mine is the European toilet system. Yep. If you've ever been to Europe, you'll know <laughs> that there's two buttons on the toilet or to a fancy building. There's one button with one water droplet on it for pee and one with two water droplets on it for poop. And it helps you save water. It's very nice. <laughs> so I would flush this movie down with two presses of the poop button. <laughs> because Sari just effortlessly wrote a better Fantastic Four movie with absolutely no, like, she doesn't know anything about Fantastic Four. <laughs> It would have been so easy to write a better movie than this. I want to know, like, I wonder what your rating would have been had you not heard Sari's better. It still version. would have been two poop flushes. Okay. I was in here primed for two poop flushes. Yeah. But did this make you as angry as Batman Superman? No, I don't think it did because it's less outrageous that someone's going to make a bad Fantastic Four movie. Oh, that's true. Because Fantastic Four are really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like. Com- they're only a comic book thing. They don't work anywhere else, really. Mm-hmm. Technically, I don't think. Which is fine. They're like a pure version of this art form. But it didn't make me as mad because just make Batman and Superman. It's not hard. People have been doing it for so long. And we finally figured it out. People love Batman. People love Superman. (laughs) Just let them be friends and hang out (laughs) and fight Lex Luthor. That's all you got to do. Buddy cop movie. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. That would be preferable. That's a great angle for Let's spend the next 20 minutes letting Sari write a better Batman Superman (laughs) movie. I also know very little about them, so. Yeah, but the, the Justice League that you and Nicole wrote was way better. Oh, I love turning things. I love like getting people's characters and doing yeah. other things with them. Yeah. It's, it's fan, fan fiction. fiction. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But Marvel Comics is all fan fiction. It's been 60 years of fan fiction. Excellent. And people do amazing stuff with it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. At this point, it's time to move on to Real Good, where we recommend something that is real good to try to get the taste out of your mouth from mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. <gasps> Sam, what is your real good? My real good is not a movie again. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the original run of the Fantastic Four, because I read all I read 20 issues the night that I watched the movie because I was really mad. Mm-hmm. And in the first five issues... Well, like, so the Fantastic Four is basically the seed that was planted that made the entire Marvel yeah. universe come out of it. Um, like, now the Submariner and Captain America were around before the Fantastic Four in a different form, kind of. Yeah. But the Fantastic Four are like the first family of Marvel, they call them. Mm-hmm. So everything branches back to them. So you're going to read the first 20 issues and you're going to meet the Incredible Hulk. You're going to meet the Fantastic Four, obviously. You're going to meet Doctor Doom. You're going to meet the Submariner. You're going to meet all these characters that they're still like... Jack Kirby made this world that they are still mining like the raw material to make new stuff from. They're still using his ideas, like the same ideas that this crazy old dude had. Right. <laughs> Well, he wasn't old at the ago. time. Well, he looked old. He always <laughs> looked old. Everyone looked old back then. Yeah, that's true. It he was a harder life. He would chain smoke and draw 32 pages of comics a day, and his wife was like a bodybuilder, and he probably had a really cool life. And he Sounds just thought really of all cool. this crazy shit. This does sound kind of amazing, <laughs> yeah. except for the chain smoking. I don't think I could do that, but... No. Yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. While Maybe you're drawing, it would be really hard, too. Yeah. Get in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the original Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, I don't know how much you really had to do with it, even though he says he has a lot to do with it, <laughs> run of Fantastic Four. And then once you read that, read the Jonathan Hickman run of Fantastic Four from, like, 2002, I think it started, and it ran up until, like, last year. So, okay. Yeah. Was it the final Fantastic Four? That was the Fantastic Four. They ended it after this movie came out, very shortly (laughs) afterward. That's when they decided to kind of end X-Men a little bit, too. I think it was mostly because of the movie rights. No, it's because, yeah, they're basically saying, we're not going to do free promotion for you, for Fox. So Fantastic Four is still not around. It ended during 
final. There's no current comics no. of it? Mm-mm. Wow. Ben, ben and Johnny are still around, but at the end of everything, they kind of like go off into space. Let's say, were they involved in Civil War II at all? No. Oh. Ben, I think. Ben and Johnny are, I think. But there's, uh, what's it called? Um, Secret Wars. And oh, right. Is, yeah, yeah. That was like kind of like a reboot of the Marvel Universe, but it wasn't really. It was more mm-hmm. like, goodbye, Fantastic Four. You're not making us any money, so you're going to space. <laughs> well, you're not making us any money, and we're doing free promos for Fox. Yeah, so right. So we, we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Jonathan Hickman, Fantastic Four, and Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four. Both Sweet. very good. Sari, what's um, real good? The Incredibles. God damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was almost mine, too. And she I'm looks cool when mind. she does her elastic That's my power. thing. Yeah. She, she doesn't look you got ridiculous. Person, you got a it's a cartoon. Person, you got a strong person, yeah. and you got a fast person. <laughs> Yay. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. they're a family and the whole movie's about them learning how to use their powers and use mm-hmm. them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just And like, it is a great movie. It's so good. It's yeah. like a sweet story. You care about everyone. Yeah. Go watch The Incredibles. It has Edna Mode, who is <laughs> wonderful. Win! And there's it. a second one coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. So definitely check out The Incredibles. Was okay. that also your real yes, good? Yes, that was my real good. <laughs> so now I need to start thinking, which I uh, I should have come up with a couple because I knew the mask. Yeah, no, <laughs> his arm stretches in one part. I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, no, many. that's that's Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Matt, what's your real good? Uh, well, I literally, if you look at my notebook, I wrote The Incredibles and then I scratched it out because I was like trying to think of something else that had something else in common with this movie. Uh, mine is a 2005 movie about superheroes Ooh. that I enjoyed. I'm not gonna like vouch for it and say it's a good movie. I will say people enjoy this movie, uh, and I will say that it has lots of dealing with getting powers and how different powers interact. And that is Sky High. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that one right yeah. now. Going, Should I recommend that? <laughs> but yeah, Sky High is a fun movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I can't vouch for it, how it holds up. But I liked it a lot when I saw it. And I've watched it a couple times, and it, it's pretty good. Does it have Kurt Russell in it? It does. Mm-hmm. He's okay. the main like dad superhero. He's the it. Mr. Incredible. His son like, uh, like doesn't have his powers. I think at the beginning of the movie, like he's like the one kid at superhero school. He doesn't have powers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Still, they still send him to superhero school. Though. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's a legacy. Your dad's, yeah, he's yeah. a legacy. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, and it's got Linda Carter in it, and some other people. Hmm. Maybe Dave Foley. Um, <laughs> but it's a good film. It's probably on Netflix or YouTube or something for free. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Nick. Oh God. Sorry. Have you come up I've been with trying a different... to think. I've been trying to think. Real you can good. take that and I'll say Black Panther. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you want to be the one person to recommend Black Panther and the one person who hasn't seen it? Uh-huh. Go oh, yeah, see Black Panther. Is from Fantastic Four too. He's in the first Oh, that's right. Yeah. He shows up like thirty something issues in, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to actually recommend a game. Uh, that is kind of hard to find, but if you can find it, this was my introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it, or not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but just Marvel in general. I had sort of read, well, no, I had read X-Men, but that was it. Like, I didn't go outside of X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then I was in an arcade, I was in a teenager at the time, and I saw this thing called Marvel Superheroes. 
and is just a big arcade game is a street fighter knockoff. Um, and it was all about the infinity war. And so the main villain is Dr. Doom. Well, no, the second to main villain is Dr. Doom. The main villain's Thanos. But I remember it. And I remember getting to, cause I only played as Wolverine because <laughs> he was the coolest yeah. and this was before the movies. And so, and he was really comic book accurate, had a great voice actor doing, uh, doing that. But he, but I remember getting to Dr. Doom and going, holy shit, Dr. Doom is badass. <laughs> and then that sort of inspired me to go check out more comics and everything. So if you can, I think you can download it on the PlayStation network. Um, I think at least I did it one time when I had my PS three. I don't know if it's still available for PS four and it's just a fighting game, but it is, it, 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 it tells the story of the infinity war. And so you can play a Spider-Man, Iron Man, um, uh, Wolverine, Anita, of course, Anita, <laughs> that is. Anita, uh, are you not? Are you looking at Marvel versus Capcom? Character in Marvel. She's a character made for the game. Okay, so. I'm yeah. aware for we the. We need more women. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's my recommendation. Check out Marvel Superheroes: The Old Fighting Game. Yeah. There's another like app game or something called Marvel Superheroes. It's not oh, the same thing. Contest of Champions or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, check out. I actually think Marvel versus Capcom was my first Marvel like interaction too. also a really good game yeah. like it's, it's like the sequel to this game yeah, it is yeah it is there was marvel versus capcom and then there was marvel versus capcom 2 and now there's the new ones that are coming out they're actually pretty good too yeah um i remember actually the other, the other one i loved was magneto mm-hmm. he was a badass in that game mm-hmm. <laughs> so, dr doom is very cool in those he games. is really he's big co- and he like shoots lasers out of his fingers <laughs> yeah and he's got a great voice that was another thing about that game is like the voice acting was really good yeah so instead of it just being like you know computerized photon shocks it was like photon on shots. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's cool. Well, it's also very, the, the, I remember, I think I wasn't, I was, I think that was one of those memories I had repressed too of like, I remember that game looking at the visuals now on my phone, like that game is very clearly in my head. Uh-huh. And I think because it is so like the style of it is so the Jack Kirby comic book style. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like the X-Men cartoon looked yeah, like at the time. It's a very distilled version of all of the heroes, like their most yes. iconic looks yeah. basically, drawn in like beautiful Japanese pixel art yeah. style. Whereas I feel yeah. like the, the trend these days with video games based on like superhero <clears throat> properties is like, we need to make them as different as possible so that way it's different than it used to be. Yeah, or make them look exactly like they do in the movie. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, and the Wolverine voice actor was the Wolverine voice actor from the X-Men animated series. Oh, was it? That's yeah. what you gotta do. Yeah. And it was great. All of my friends and I were like, yes, <laughs> that is Wolverine. It's like when you play now. a Batman game and Kevin Conroy's the voice. Oh, goes, yeah. There's nothing better than this. This game's yeah. not great, but, you're, but your voice is great. Yep. Oh, man, I loved those Arkham games yeah, just because it was like, it's Which Kevin is the Conroy. worst one? The one that Kevin Conroy wasn't, wasn't in. in. Oh, I didn't play that one. Yeah. They're too angry for me. Oh, I love them. I love, I, there was one Arkham City where you fly around the city. It's great. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, well, this has been a wonderful discussion. Where no physical fights broke out. Superheroes are cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, Sam, where can people find you? They can find me on the Real Love Podcast, which you can find by searching for it on iTunes or uh, at Real Love Pod. 
on Twitter yes. and at Real Love Podcast on Instagram. And that's R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L, yes, thank you. Just like Real, Real Bad is... like a movie. Yeah. And it's me and my girlfriend, Rachel, and we pick movies for each other to watch. No questions asked. This week she made me watch Real Women Have Curves, which made me cry a little bit. Oh. It was great. Excellent. Sari, where can people find you? Uh, the best place to find me is on Twitter at C.E. Riley. Excellent. Matt? Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at Matthew Gatos. And if you want to uh, keep up to date with us, you can subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and review. Really appreciate that. And you can find us on Twitter. If you would like to suggest a movie for us to watch, please do it. We've already had one that was a lot of fun. Uh, go to at Real Bad Pod on Twitter. R-E-E-L, Real Bad Pod. And tell us what you would like us to watch. And uh, we'll try to do that. We've got a long list, but I'd love to get some new ideas. That would be fun. Uh, next week, no idea what we're doing, but that's sort of my <laughs> that's sort of my existence now, and that's okay. Uh, so we will see you next week, and until then, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.